expectations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. Now I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Authoritarian Anointments, Rolling Out 5G, and The Global Citizen. That's right. We're all over biblical prophecy in this episode, as well as the overreaching power grabs that you see governors and others taking. Yeah, we get into Bill Gates, as well as the rollout of 5G. Apparently there was a glass, a global mass meditation that happened last week, whenever we were talking about this human resonance. We talk about that, the post-human era, anti-God, anti-human, the pro-Earth agenda, and more. But first, before we get started, a few quick updates. The Instagram live that we did this week, the two-part series that we did, the first part is unavailable. You can't watch that. You can go watch the one where we had guests, where people joined us. That's available. You can find that link in the description bar below, as well as the show notes and everything else that's featured in this episode. Go to our website, go to this week's episode, and download the show notes to get all the information. Also... We, we may or may not be taking a mental health break next week, man. Shit's getting so crazy. I, I, I may or may not be taking a mental health break. And the reasons become very obvious in this week's episode. Uh, but other than that, join our exclusive membership program. Support this operation. Help us become an independent media organization. If you guys want to help us, think about doing so. The links will be in the description bar below. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. Now, I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1012, season 10, episode 12. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, <laughs> the rage. I'm not a very, I'm not a very violent person, I'd like to think. I'd like to think that I've been able to channel my rage uh, into productive habits, but we're not here to talk about me. No, we're not. Uh, I, I guess I'll just kind of shoot you guys straight. You know, last week, if you guys made it into the end of the episode, you heard me unfortunately say rest in peace to one of our former uh, colleagues, one of the guests that we had on, Taylor Cobb of Social Emotions and the Atlantis Connection. Unfortunately, he passed away of cancer now three weeks ago. And uh, over the weekend, I was notified basically, uh, basically like right right after I got done doing the exclusive member show, uh, a couple hours after that, my father, my grandfather, had passed away. And uh, this uh, the other day, just yesterday, Wednesday. April 8th, uh, we had a Zoom funeral for him. China owns Zoom. And now, uh, long-time listeners or people who have just been following at least since last year, you guys know that I lost my aunt right around the same time frame uh, due to natural causes. And so it was very... It was very it was very emotional for me to be basically where I'm at right now in the home office, in the studio, uh, 
experiencing the passing of my grandfather, but not being able to be there, but having to try to virtually transport myself there uh, and experience these things with my, my, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, and more. And so there's a lot of stuff going on in my personal life is what I'm trying to say. Some of it due to coronavirus, some of it due to natural causes, you know, uh, just a lot of different things. And so this is the world that we've entered into. And we talk about emotional control all the time, uh, uh, intellectual immaturity, right? Mental fortitude, things like this. But it's also important for us to feel uh, certain things is what I'm trying to tell you. Allow yourself to feel certain things, but don't live in those emotions. That's what I want to try to tell you guys. I've got a lot of stuff on my plate. <laughs> and I'm sure you do too. The whole world's changing. We got Everybody's got a lot of stuff on their plate. We're going to be talking about this, the suicides that are taking place due to the uh, amounts of change that's taking place in the world right now. But we'll, we'll get to that. Stick, stick to the intro. The world's going through tremendous change. Some people are using this time inside to reform themselves. I've called it the government-mandated DMT ayahuasca trip where you're forced to look with inside yourself and begin to modify certain behaviors and patterns. But putting being facetious aside, you know, sticking to the loss that I've had and the loss that other people are going through right now and the fact that they can't really live in those emotions. We're not really being allowed to uh, express normal human emotions during these time, this time frame uh, because of the social hysteria because of the, 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 the social plague that has taken over, the infection of government and tyranny that has invaded our lives, most people aren't able to grieve and mourn appropriately. I just told you guys last week I've got so many personal things going on that I should be proud of, and then this week I'm telling you all these different things that, you know, weigh a person's soul down. This is life, okay? And so when I tell you that through the FEMA camps, through the chemtrails, through the GMOs, th through the clones, through the satanic ritual abuse, through the gun control, through the technocracy, through the scientific dictatorship, through the space program, uh, through CERN, opening up interdimensional portals, we'll be there with you guys. We will be right there with you, ladies and gentlemen, trying to figure this stuff out while everything is still happening simultaneously. And so I'm trying to share with you good people uh, some things that are happening in my own personal life to let you know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows over here, that we do experience adversity and the mindset that you're actually listening to right now, it comes from being forged, experiencing trial after trial after trial after hurt after failure, only to learn to find my own successes. You know, I didn't think about this and this wasn't part of my intro. But, you know, there's a lot of people who depend on YouTube for their, their money, their monetization, right? But we don't got the views for YouTube. We've been deleted four times over or so during the course of doing this. <laughs> we don't depend on monetization and views and traffic. We figured out a way to use our broad audience to actually provide solutions. You guys may have noticed that we've been posting things like uh, cinchona, tree bark, elderberry extract, Sea moss, bladder whack, face masks, uh, you, you, you know, goji berries, different things to get zinc, magnesium. We're trying to find a good iodine supplement 
uh, organization, storable goods. We're working on getting you proper water filtration. Yeah, we don't rely on 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 YouTube for our monetization. If anything, what we've done is we went and found different groups of people who have this common goal of providing resources and tools and things for people to help them. So even in these trying times, we're trying to be solutionaries. And so how does that tie into what I was talking about before, beforehand? Uh, the loss that I've been experiencing, the trials and tribulations that I'm personally going through, and how this can hopefully help you in your own journey. Well, you have to understand, we make our luck. You have to understand, these are the cards that we've all been dealt when I talk about not uh, being monetized on YouTube, that's because that was never my goal for views and uh, views and listens and traffic and look at how cool and quaffed and chic all of my designs are. No, nope, that's not me. <laughs> nope. I could barely tie a tie the right way. I'm focused on getting the information out there regardless of how people feel. But again, how does this tie into working your way through loss, working with grief, understanding that we're living in the times of sorrow and that you've got to be grateful for what you're, what you have and what you're given. A lot of people aren't, a lot of people are blessed, but they don't think so and they don't live so. And so when we're going in these trying times, yes, be worried about these things, but at the same time, take stock of what you got. Be appreciative of what you have. You're still on the right side of the ground. Your forefathers, your ancestors, and those before you have worked through harder to get us to where we are. This is simply our time. This is simply our trial. This is simply our uh, generation-shaping event. And so when I speak to you guys about not only things that are going on in my personal life, things that are going on operationally, things that are taking place socially, uh, within our own nation, geopolitically, and more, you've got to realize I took the time to do this, to be here for you in this capacity, in these types of times, because I understood, as I'm sure you all do as well, these days are not normal and we need more than what's being offered. And I'm not saying I have the solutions. I'm just literally telling you what I'm doing to work through my own, work through my own grief, allow myself the space to feel certain things, but not live there. And realize that we will get through this. We'll get through this coronavirus. We'll get through authoritarian government. We'll get through Bill Gates. We'll get through all these things and more. But it only, ha it only comes from that place of resolution, of peace, of harmony, of focus, of determination, of drive, and goal setting. And that's why I can't give up. And that's why I never will. And with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition of Factions of Freedom. I want to talk real quick, briefly, or if anything, I want to intro uh, this segment, Authoritarian Anointments, with a Bible verse. I think it's uh, imperative that during these trying times, people understand uh, what's happening? And we talk about this on Instagram Live more so than on the show. It's a good topic to rant on, but it's the evolution of warfare from biological to psychological to emotional, financial, uh, 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 
so many different things. But I want to start this segment off, authoritarian anointments, with a Bible quote, since we're being religious and stuff. It comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the, hev- in the heavenly realms. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities in high places. These times will become even more trying. Our faiths, whether it be in freedom, God, humanity, or more, all of it's going to be tested. But the thing is, is will you keep the faith? Will will, will, will you still have your belief that freedom should exist regardless of these things, regardless of these hurdles, regardless of these hardships, these times we're in? Like, I'm serious. You got to think. When the Constitution was written, they were dealing with legitimate plagues, legitimate influenzas, scurvy, real degeneracy, <laughs> real debilitating diseases. But the concept of freedom was greater than any man, any institution, any disease. Freedom was something that they knew came from God Almighty. And they wanted to encapsulate it. They didn't care how they felt. They realized that they had to be unto like the Creator God, endowing us with inalienable rights. They give us the freedom that we have today. I hope you're appreciating your touch of socialism and communism and why it's imperative that we fight for a better future. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics. I was a. Uh, I was watching my grandfather's funeral over Zoom. And uh, for people that don't know, I'm from South Carolina. And as I said before, last year, they actually laid my, uh, my aunt to rest at the very church that a lot of us all grew up in. We were one of the, I was one of the palm bearers. Uh, but while I was watching the Zoom funeral of my grandfather, I, I, you know, because social distancing, the, pre, the, the, the reverend was there, the pastor was there, people were there. They were still celebrating my grandfather's funeral. They couldn't do the 21-gun salute because, you know, people weren't present. They still laid him down uh, with, with, with the American flag over his coffin. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. But what I'm trying to say is... Uh, I look at how <laughs> my grandfather was a good Christian, a good airman, a great upstanding member of the community, a great father, a great grandfather, and all these great attributes that, you know, we would think America has. You got to understand, man, growing, being a smart black man in the Air Force in the 60s, very proud of him. But even before that, too, man, you gotta like. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm very proud of like where my family has come, and I look at how how wicked, sick, and degenerate, and scumbagged, and and and, and dirt bagged we are today, and it really does frighten me. I, I I remember basically crying right after the service, saying, "How? What is wrong with people that they don't want community? What is wrong with people that they don't want religion? What is wrong with people that they don't want God? 
that they don't want better for themselves, that they wouldn't want better for their fellow man, that they wouldn't strive to try to help uplift another. What's wrong with our generation? This anti-God agenda, like I'll get into this stuff in the third segment. Don't you, don't get me wrong. I'm just getting started. I'm just letting you guys understand where it comes from. You know, the grind that it took to get here, the work, the consistency, the dedication. Where is that today? Towards something bigger than you. Where is that today? It's not there. It's been beaten out of us. The idea of, uh, I swear, you know, I'll, I'll say this and I'll get into the topics. And I think this is probably why I'm having like a hard time getting everything started. I wanted to let everybody know it's not business as usual. So I shouldn't just come up over here and fly through all these articles and try to ramble as much as I can and, you know, throw out information as fast as possible. No, 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 it's not. No. Part of me really didn't want to have a show like that. Part of me wanted to figure out how to how to take surgical scalpel to your soul and say, are you are you getting where we're at right now? You got Bill Gates and Jared Kushner over here asking for 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 basically the mark of the beast, locust plagues apocalyptic prophetic days and we can't comprehend it we don't want you think that's probably why they got rid of christians in china why they turned us into these godless atheistic degenerate wicked pieces of garbage called the modern american (laughs) so that we don't even understand how we're about to go through prophetic days if anything, how we begin to embrace it. This is something we've talked about, uh, not only with exclusive members, but with the audience as well. How in these days, you're going to have people who are willfully deceived, willfully given over to the spirit of the devil, killing actual believers in Christ and God and more, thinking that by killing us, they're doing the rest of us a favor. Well, where would that mindset come from? Well, I mean, look at the quarantine mindset of today. Some people think that they need to take it upon themselves to be the virtue signaling people, the armed vigilantes to protect society from these potentially uh, uh, potentially coronavirus infected individuals. You will have people who are thinking they are doing a justice and a service to society by wiping out people like myself and more for believing in something, an idea. Not a, not a system of control, an idea which can liberate this, this, the system. This is the delusion that we're under. This is the wicked times that we found ourselves in. And this is why I'm, 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 I'm losing my mind, trying to make sense of the times that we're in. But that's the thing, is I know it's only going to intensify. So here, let's, let's start getting into the news. Let's start getting into what you people are here for. <laughs> so in this segment, I, I titled it Authoritarian Anointments, uh, because earlier this week we had a guest on, uh, our Instagram live show, <laughs> Link 778, and we talked about uh, Greta Thunberg and how she has contracted the coronavirus. And now you begin to see that talking point come out there and how she's one of the anointed one, like Chris Cuomo, right? He's one of the anointed because that's what corona means, right? The crowd, they're one of the anointed ones. We've got to bow down to them because they've been anointed by these authoritarians and believe they have been given the inalienable uh, right to tell us what to do. Well, I'm glad we are beginning to see bounce back against that because you have a Maine sheriff saying he will not enforce the unconstitutional directives, saying that this is not Nazi Germany. We put this up April 6th. 
It's from Silent Times. It says Maine's Franklin County Sheriff Scott Nichols has a strong message for the governor of Maine, Janet Mills, who issued a, quote, stay-at-home order with threats of police punishment if not followed. Sheriff Nichols issued a statement on the, on the Franklin County Facebook page saying in no certain terms, he will, no uncertain terms that he will not follow the unconstitutional order. Quote, we will not be setting up a police state, period, he wrote. Quote, the sheriff's office will not purposely go, purposefully go out and stop vehicles because they are on the road or stop and ask people why they are out and about. To do so puts our officers at risk. This is not Nazi Germany or, or Soviet Russia. Where were, were you asked? Where were you asked for your papers? The sheriff's not going to do that. The sheriff's announcement comes as a welcome sign to Americans who have been arrested for insane things like praying outside, surfing, or trying to drive to work. Someone has to stand up to these unconstitutional directives that are being handed down daily by government officials, and it will fall on sheriffs to uphold what they know to be their legal and lawful duties, none of which involves trampling on the rights of citizens. Quote, please use common sense during this executive order. We are more interested in the safety and well-being of the public as well as our officers at this time. With that being said, we are sworn to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the state. For any unlawful act, forward slash situation, arrestees will be taken into custody and transported for fingerprinting and bail. Nichols made it clear that he will only intend to arrest for matters of lawbreaking and nothing else. Executive orders aren't laws. He finished his announcement with the words of encouragement for his constituents. Quote, most of you are doing a terrific job or fantastic job. We appreciate that. Please look out for one another, especially the elderly and the shut-ins. Please be a good neighbor for slash citizen, always showing compassion. Please be kind, especially on social media. Negativity online only adds to the stress people are currently experiencing. Nichols signed this brave decree with his name and followed it with, of the people, for the people. What a crazy concept that you would have people understanding that this is unconstitutional, this is illegal, this cannot be enforced. What the frick frack is going on? You have Ron Paul actually coming out in an interview, too, also saying that resistance is building to these coronavirus orders. This is unconstitutional and that's a good thing right here. Activist Post, we put this up April 8th. Dr. Ron Paul says that resistance is building to the coronavirus house arrest orders. And it's about time. It is about time. Because this, this is why I've been losing my mind. We should not be going on with this at all. But you have people getting into the slavery, getting into the, 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 the lockdown like I played for you guys just last week, Quarantine Karen. <laughs> Telling you, uh, uh, she's going to call the cops that your ass is grass for breaking the violation, the stay-at-home orders, the quarantines. Man, screw you, Quarantine Karen. Check this out. Now, this is put up by Drudge Report. They put this up April 7th. It says that a Liberty Rebellion in Idaho threatens to undermine the coronavirus orders. That's right. You have the Ammon, you have the Bundy family over there trying to basically say, hey, look, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, what you're doing is illegal. You know it. You know this. And, and, and before I get into this article, because this will play a huge part and we'll be talking about in the next segment, this is why you guys have been this is why I have been vehemently opposing this. I will not lie. Part of me thinks that what we're seeing 
right now is, is, is the AI being deployed upon humanity. We understand that China already has their social credit score system, that they are a technocracy, that they're letting computers and algorithms take care of a lot of different things. Cool, yeah, sure, whatever. That doesn't mean that we need to emulate them. We don't need to trust everything that comes out of China. America is not this type of country. We're not these type of people. Acceptable losses come with this. This is the sad truth. But uh, let me stick to the point. I thoroughly believe that we are in a, 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 a battle, a fight against the AI, and it involves uh, human interaction, information, real-world responses, and all these different types of things. That's why we played for you Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo saying that this is a live exercise. This is why we're trying to get that talking point out there, saying that we have a purpose our choices do matter. We have to fight back. We can't just silently go go on, go along with this. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's slavery. That's foolishness. <laughs> what are you doing? But you see, to to scared people, the very idea of standing up and fighting for your rights that aren't even yours, they they'll be the rights for your children and your grandchildren. Standing up for even even the slightest bit of freedom is important. People don't understand that you have to say the right thing even if your voice quivers, man. That's the truth. Yes, this stuff is terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. But what I'm telling you, what's even more terrifying is seeing the compliance and seeing the obedience nationwide. Not seeing people fight back. Not seeing people get uh, uh, get the information to know the truth so that they can speak the truth. Just the other day, I'll say this and I'll get back into the, the, the article. Just the other day, I'm driving around town. Uh, I see a little sign, thank God, in my area. It says governors and mayors have are, are, governors and mayors are traitors. They're, they're, they have too much power. Citizens have to unite and take their power back. I got such a breath of fresh air seeing that that I started thinking, God, having a show doing this for this many years, I didn't feel that. I, I don't feel like I'm inspiring people like that. People have to understand that you have to fight back. That's part of your right, not only as an American citizen, for sure, but as a human being. You can't just go along with these types of things. You can't let fear be your guiding factor, your motivating factor. You see, you've got to learn to stand up straight, put your foot down, speak, even if it makes your voice triple, your voice uh, uh, quiver, makes your heart uh, have tremors. You've got to fight back, and you've got to learn to look. Even if it's wrong, take those lickings, get hurt. That's, the, that's how the truth works. Don't go along with the lie. But here, uh, let me get back into this article, and then we'll continue on more uh, with, with the episode because I don't want to spend too much time in this segment with a lot of stuff. But uh, I'll, just re I'll read a little bit of it. It says inside, and like I said, it comes from Drudge Report feed. They put this up April 7th. It says a Liberty Rebellion in Idaho threatens to undermine the coronavirus orders. It says inside of an old factory building north of Boise, a few dozen people gathered last week to, to hear from Ammon Bundy, the man who once led an armed takeover of an Oregon wildlife refuge. The meeting, which appeared to violate orders by Governor Brad Little of Idaho to avoid group gatherings, was an assertion, or assertion of what Mr. Bundy said was a constitutional right to peacefully assemble. But Mr. Bundy said he also hoped to create a network of people ready to come to the aid of those facing closure of their businesses or other interference from the government as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. 
Quote, if it gets bad enough and our rights are infringed upon enough, we can physically stand in defense in whatever way we need to, Mr. Bundy told the meeting. But we hope we don't have to get there. In a state with pockets of deep worriedness for about, about both big government and mainstream medicine, the sweeping restrictions aimed at containing the spread of the virus have run into, run into outright rebellion in some parts of Idaho, which is facing its own worrying spike of coronaviruses. The opposition is coming not only from people like Mr. Bundy, whose armed takeover of the Oregon Refuge with dozens of other men and women in, in 2016 led to a 41-day standoff, but also from some state lawmakers and a county sheriff who were calling the governor's statewide stay-at-home order an infringement on individual liberties. Healthcare providers and, other, uh, and others have been horrified at the public calls to counterman social distancing requirements, warning that, the, warning that failing to take firm measures could overwhelm Idaho's small hospitals and put large numbers of people at risk of dying. Quote, there are a lot of people that listen to those voices around here, said Dr. Hans Hurt, an emergency doctor at Bonner General Health, a medical center in the town of Sandpoint, 45 miles north of Cor d'Olon. Quote, even if it's just a small group that wants to exercise their right to assemble, it puts the community at large at such a high risk. So you see that Machiavellian approach, the rights of the few, or the rights of the many, vastly outweigh the rights of the few. Yeah, we'll see how that develops as time goes on. But you get the authoritarian anointments, how that works. Hmm. But to continue on with this same type of thing, and this is something I wanted to cover last week, uh, since we're still talking about the raging authoritarianism that's taking place. You might have saw that earlier this week, Donald Trump withdrew funding from the World Health Organization. We'll actually get into that later on. But just last week, you had the Deputy Prime Minister of Japan <laughs> call out China or call, call out the World Health Organization saying, hey, with the way that you guys are helping China cover this stuff up, you might as well be rebranded as the Chinese Health Organization. You had the Deputy Prime Minister of Japan, <laughs> uh, Taro Asaro, Taro Aso, telling them that they need to be rebranded here. I'll, uh, I'll play the clip for you guys and then we'll, we'll, we'll read this article. They did that on April Fool's, basically calling them out. I can just imagine it. A Japanese uh, prime minister going in there saying, hey, look, the way you guys are handling this, you're not the World Health Organization. You don't care about us. You're getting that money from China. You guys might as well be rebranded. But you see, being able to expose that level of authoritarianism is important. Let's take a listen. Pro-Taiwan Japanese politician Aso Tao blasted the World Health Organization for bowing to China and excluding Taiwan. Speaking to Japanese lawmakers, the Deputy Prime Minister said the WHO should change its name to the CHO, or China Health Organization. He said being excluded from the global health body, Taiwan was driven to become a world leader in combating the coronavirus. The coronavirus pandemic has led to the postponement of the 2020 Olympics in Japan. Speaking in Japan's parliament, the country's deputy prime minister leveled fresh criticism against China. Although the details are murky, the WHO's previous director general was a Chinese national, and at the time, there were complaints all around. 
And now, at least, the petition has gathered 300,000 signatures, or rather, 500,000 signatures. People think the World Health Organization should change its name. It shouldn't be called the WHO. It should be renamed the CHO. This appeal is truly resonating with the people. The Japan official took issue with former WHO Director General Margaret Chan, charging her with inadequate accountability. He said the current Director General was no better for giving in to China's spin about the coronavirus. Early on, if the WHO had not insisted to the world that China had no pneumonia epidemic, then everybody would have taken precautions. The WHO, which is a global organization, does not even include Taiwan. And then precisely because Taiwan is not a member of the WHO, it becomes a world leader in fighting the epidemic. Then, after that statement is made, the CCP jumps out to correct it. It says Taiwan is a region, not a country. Also, had once said that Taiwan, in various ways, is a country that shares common values with Japan. He is regarded as a member of the pro-Taiwan camp in Japanese politics. Amid the pandemic, he's turned to China with a critical eye, questioning its claim that the virus was contained and insisting on using the term Wuhan virus. Yeah, because now you have people saying that uh, <laughs> this is an American virus. You have people literally skipping the whole Chinese aspect of this and directly going to America, which is beyond me. When you actually look at it, that's what COVID, that's what the C in COVID stands for, Chinese origins, virus and disease of 2019. <laughs> and so it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yes, the World Health Organization should be rebranded as uh, the Chinese Health Organization because of their involvement with this. There's a lot of different things going on with that. And you could say simply because of Trump withdrawing his funding of the World Health Organization that now they may become the Chinese Health Organization uh, with these recent shifts in geopolitics. So very, very interesting to see all of that go on. Now, again, and I think this is why we kind of have to shift our focus when we're looking at the coronavirus, when we're looking at the disease itself. That's why I keep trying to tell you guys I'm no immunologist, biologist, virologist, or any of these different types of things. I'm a researcher. I look at the commonalities. I'm trying to figure out what's happening. Earlier this week, a doctor came out saying that they were able to treat, treat somebody that was very ill with COVID-19 with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. And so... Information came out again this week about how hydroxychloroquine has anti-radiation properties. Now, why are we talking about anti-radiation properties? Because there's a strange connection with coronavirus, 5G, radiation poisoning, lowered immune system, this, that, and the third. Well, but what is the zinc there for? To help with the virus barrier. You're not in your immune system, but your ability for your body to fight viruses. And so we're talking about anti-radiation properties, in your medication, your ability to boost your immune system. That's what we looked at with with, with, with vitamin uh, C, uh, vitamin D3, magnesium, things like this as well, the intravenous vitamin C, boosting your immune system over this time period as well, 8 to 12 hours. So so you get the point here. We're, 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 we're gradually beginning to understand uh, this virus a little bit more. We're realizing that it is... It is dangerous, it is lethal, it is man-made, but it is also treatable. So you've got to ask the question, why are they pushing vaccines on us? Don't worry, we'll get into that here shortly. Uh, but before we do so, let me read to you guys this little quick article, and then I'll play this clip of you, this clip uh, of this doctor who was able to treat patients with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Uh, we put this up 
April 6th, it comes from The Blaze. It's written by Phil Shiver. It says, L.A. doctor, COVID-19 patients go, go from very ill to symptom-free in 8 to 12 hours using hydroxychloroquine and, and zinc. It says that a doctor in Los Angeles is reporting remarkable success in treating COVID-19 patients with a combination of zinc and the Trump-touted anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine. Dr. The Anthony, Dr. Anthony Cardillo, a ER specialist and the CEO of MIND Urgent Care, has been prescribing the combination of drugs to patients experiencing severe symptoms of the disease after contracting the novel coronavirus. Quote, every patient I've prescribed it to has been very, very ill, and within 8 to 12 hours, they're basically symptom-free. Cardillo said in an interview Sunday with KABC-TV, quote, so clinically I am seeing a resolution. He added that a that combining the drug with zinc has been the key to the success. The hydroxychloroquine, he said, quote, opens the zinc channel, allowing the zinc to enter the cell, which then, quote, blocks a replication of cellular machinery. Cardelio was careful to note that the drug should not only be prescribed for patients who are extremely sick and in urgent need so as to not blow through the limited supply of the drug, which is used to treat other illnesses as well. Quote, we have to be cautious and mindful that we don't prescribe it for patients who have COVID who are well. He said, quote, it should be reserved for people who are really sick in the hospital or at home, very sick, who need that medication. Otherwise, we're going to blow through our supply for patients that take it regularly for other diseases. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration fast-tracked hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine for the treatment of COVID-19 late last month after three separate studies showed that the pair of antimalarial drugs to be, uh, to be potentially promising remedy against the infectious disease. And so before I play this clip for you guys, I just want to say you've got to realize there were different governors that went out there and tried to literally ban this. And we've been talking about intravenous vitamin C, zinc, magnesium, iodine, and all these different types of treatments since February. At the bottom of the episode article, when you scroll past the, 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 the audio aspect of it, I've put at least 12 to now 14 different posts about zinc, iodine, magnesium, uh, fish oil, hydroxychloroquine, holistic medicinal practice, holistic uh, practices, and all kinds of different things that you can do. You've got to understand the government doesn't want you to think that there's hope. They don't want you to think that there's hope because they want you to be hopeless so that when they offer these vaccines, you say, oh, thank you, Bill Gates. Oh, our Lord and Savior, God, Emperor Trump and Bill Gates. You know, oh, thank you. Uh, 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 thank you, Dr. Fauci. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this vaccine. Please just change my DNA. No, 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 no. See, that's why I'm progressively getting more and more frustrated the longer I look at the virus aspect of this and why we need to switch to the government tyranny aspect of it, the social contagion aspect of it. The virus is easily dealt with. Government is not so. Let me play for you guys this clip and then we'll continue on. Let's hear about hydroxychloroquine. The president was pushing it pretty strong again yesterday. You said uh, you have prescribed this. I want to talk to you about the effects you're seeing and what it might do for people who take it normally outside of coronavirus and a possible shortage of medicine for them. Exactly. What we're finding clinically with our patients is that it really only works in conjunction with zinc. So the hydroxychloroquine opens a zinc channel, zinc goes into the cell, it then blocks the replication of the, of the cellular machinery. So it has to be used in conjunction with zinc. We are seeing some clinical responses in that regard. There are people that take it regularly for other disease processes. We have to be cautious and mindful that we don't prescribe it for patients who have COVID that are well. 
It really should be reserved for people that are really sick in the hospital or at home very sick that need that medication. Otherwise, we're going to blow through our supply for the patients that take it regularly for other disease processes. What, what you're saying is you're prescribing it and it is working for COVID-19 patients. Every patient I prescribed it to has been very, very ill. And within 8 to 12 hours, they were basically symptom-free. And so clinically, I am seeing a resolution that mirrors what we saw in the French study and some of the other studies worldwide. Um, but what I am seeing is that people are taking it alone by itself. It's not having efficacy. Okay. Well, that is uh, that's very interesting news, and, and hopefully uh, we can get that more widespread. Dr. Anthony Cardillo, thank you so much for your information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. So what people need to understand is that we will get through this. This is not a, a it is a generation shaping event, no doubt, but we will get through this. Acting like it's the end of the world, though, is what gives us, puts us into this position to where we don't, we, we, we can't think of a future. <laughs> That's why I'm tripping. Continue on. Let's look at this right here. New York hospitals discharge discharges outpace new admissions for the fourth day straight, which means they're getting people out of there. They're getting them out. People are going. People are leaving. People are going. People are coming in, they're getting discharged, and they're leaving because <laughs> this came out this week, too. Dr. Burks, again, another one of the technocrats that you're sitting up there next to Dr. Fauci salivating for power. That's a top-down order. Everybody that gets that dies, go ahead and list them as COVID-19 deaths. And that's why we're seeing a fudging of the numbers. But here, before I get to that, look at this article from Zero Hedge. New York City to bury COVID-19 victims in local parks as morgues face the equivalent of an ongoing 9-11. So there's that connection of connecting it to 9-11 again. Uh, our system, our healthcare system not being designed for this overload, this burst of deaths and so much more. We're seeing an expansion of it. Uh, I think the purpose behind putting all these people out there in the public like this, having the bodies out there displayed like that, they're going to have a, 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 a monument. They're going to have something a memorial, a tribute, something to honor all these people so we can have again, just like with 9-11, a never again style situation. You see? But these deaths, because we're realizing that some of them, some of them are related to the virus for sure. Some of them are being listed as false positives. Some of them are just being top down. Uh, call it out what it is. Just, just, just listed as COVID so we can get the funding. Some of these some of these deaths are are, are are ambiguous. This whole thing is ambiguous. So that's why they're trying to give you this illusion that they don't know what it is. The best thing that they can do is provide you with a vaccine right here. Fudging the numbers. CDC tells hospitals to list COVID-19 as a cause of death, even if you're just assuming or it only contributed. This is written by Pamela Geller over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up April 6th. And it says that the problem with making informed decisions about coronavirus is that we don't have a lot of data on it at the moment. The data that we do have, meanwhile, could be it could end up being terribly ter terminally skewed, particularly the data that's been coming out of China. The CDC and the CDC's guidance on determining COVID-19 as a cause of death isn't going to help those numbers either. Issued March 24th, the guidance tells hospitals to list COVID-19 as a cause of death, regardless of whether or not there's actual testing to confirm that's the case. Instead, even if the, even if the coronavirus was just a contributing factor or if it's, quote, just assumed to have caused or contributed to death, it can be listed as the primary cause. The International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems, or the ICD, has established the code U. 
U07.1 for death by coronavirus infection. There's a secondary code, U07.2, quote, for clinical or epidemiological diagnosis diagnosis of COVID-19 where a laboratory confirmation is inclusive or non-available, according to the CDC guidance. Quote, because laboratory tests results are not typically reported on death certificates in the U.S., NCHS is not planning to implement U07.2 for mortality statistics. Therein lies the problem. The underlying cause depends upon what and where conditions are, are reported on the death certificate. However, the rules for coding and selection of the underlying cause of death are expected to result in COVID-19 being the underlying cause more often than not, the guidance reads. So basically, you have it right there. The CDC is telling people, go ahead and declare it as, 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 as COVID-19. COVID-19, 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 coronavirus, 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 fear, 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 death, 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 larger numbers, larger numbers, larger numbers, larger numbers, hysteria, 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 no solutions, no solutions, no solutions, fear. You see how all of this has just created such a panic that Bill Gates has been coming out as if he's just the newest president, like, right, like Bernie Sanders drops out. So they're like, wow, we need to get we need to get another old white dude up here. Let's get Bill Gates, right? He's smart. He can he can he he's got glasses. Bernie had glasses, you know. We can get these guys up here. He can he can beat Joe Biden. He could beat Trump for the past couple of weeks. You may have seen it. Bill Gates has been making rounds. Doing interviews talking about the necessity for a vaccine, the national tracking system, uh, acquiring the DNA and the data of people in Seattle with little mouth swabs and more. And in doing so, guess what? Retroactively, those people who may or may not have coronavirus might get the might get snatched up by the police. But right here, look, April 7th, signs of the time. Bill Gates is funding seven factories, seven factories, new factories for seven potential coronavirus vaccines. Seven of them. And again, right here, how evil is this man? I just explained it to you. They don't want you to have hope right here. Bill Gates refuses to recommend nutrition and is instead focused entirely, entirely on vaccines and the police state tracking, that national tracking system. He's not promoting the zinc. You're hanging out from doctors about uh, hydro, hydroxychloroquine, the necessity of vitamin D, vitamin, vitamin C, sunlight, clean air, so much more. Nope. This computer scientist thinks it's a great idea, not this doctor, this computer scientist thinks it's a great idea to forcibly track people, inject them as if they are some type of chattel, slaves, goyim, shoot them up with some type of vaccine so that they can track who's been infected, who is immune, and who could potentially recontract it. And this happened too. Best of the web. Apparently, Bill Gates funded a clinical trial on hydroxychloroquine using vitamin C as a placebo just so he could come out and say, hey, I tried this and it didn't work. How evil is this man? But what did I read to you guys just beforehand? What was I just talking to you about? The powers and the principalities. You see. Again, you just got to ask, why are vaccines being pushed when doctors are providing real solutions? It's because of Bill Gates, money, and big pharma. Think about these things. So I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip 
of a historian exposing Bill Gates' ties to Nazis and more. That's right. I'm not even going to go off on a full jag rant and tangent. I'm going to let somebody else explain it for me. Here you have a historian explaining uh, Bill Gates' Nazi ties and more. Nearly 2,400 years ago in ancient Greece, Plato discussed the importance of population control. Aristotle advocated the use of abortion and infanticide. In 1798, an essay on the principle of population was written by Thomas Malthus. He outlined the idea of positive checks, which are diseases, wars, disasters, famines, and genocides. Malthus believed that these things should be utilized to increase the death rate, and believed that human misery was an absolute necessary consequence. In 1859, Charles Darwin published The Origin of Species. In it, Darwin only hinted at the implications of human populations, but his cousin, Sir Francis Galton, became obsessed with the idea. In 1883, Galton published Inquiries into Human Faculty and its Development, wherein he wrote that his intention is to touch on various topics more or less connected with that of the cultivation of race, or, as we might call it, with eugenic. The term comes from the Greek word eugenis, of noble birth. In the early 20th century, eugenics became an academic discipline in universities. Organizations were formed and funded to win public support. The Kaiser Wilhelm Institute and the Cold Spring Harbor Institute rejected the idea that all humans are born equal and began selling the idea of cultivating a new master race of noble bloodlines. Planned Parenthood was formed in America by racial eugenics advocate Margaret Sanger. President of IBM, Thomas J. Watson, established a special subsidiary in Poland called Watson Business Machines to assist in the Nazi invasion of Poland. This business continued throughout the war, and IBM managed the entire operation from their headquarters in New York. During the Nuremberg trials, the Nazis quoted U.S. Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes in their own defense. They claimed that their eugenics program was being run from the United States. The Nazis were rightly admonished for war crimes, but not Thomas Watson. He went on to create the IBM World Trade Corporation and passed IBM on to his son. His granddaughter ended up marrying Margaret Sanger's grandson. Bill Gates' father worked on the board for Planned Parenthood, and his mother worked on the corporate board for IBM, who Bill partnered with to create Microsoft. With no medical background, Bill Gates then went on to become the world's foremost pusher of vaccines and population control. Do you think this is all coincidence? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funds the WHO, the NIH, the CDC, and the UN. And now he is saying that until we get mass vaccinations, we might never be able to gather in groups. In which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be, in a certain sense, more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. The 
president's coronavirus response team are all pushing the Bill Gates vaccination agenda. Dr. Fauci is on the leadership council for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In January of 2017, Anthony Fauci told a crowd at Georgetown University that there would be a surprise outbreak during the Trump presidency. There's no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. Deborah Burks is a board member for the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, which was founded by the Gates Foundation and known for millions of dollars of fraudulent misuse of funds. In October of 2019, Bill Gates sponsored Event 201, a simulation that estimated 65 million people killed by coronavirus. In November of 2019, the Peerbright Institute, funded by Bill Gates, was granted European patent number EP3172319B1 for a coronavirus vaccine that may be used to treat humans. Today, Dr. Fauci says the virus will keep coming back, and he says the ultimate game changer will be a new vaccine. In Australia, the Prime Minister is telling people to shut down the last months, that it's the new normal, and that the only way out of your homes is to accept the vaccine. There is no proof that vaccines are the answer. In fact, the CDC admitted in federal court that it does not have studies to support the claim that vaccines do not cause autism. The top UN scientist admitted that vaccines are killing people. It is time to do some hard thinking. Will you allow your government to impose forced vaccinations? For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. Powerful reporting by Greg Reese. And I'll be sure to put that information in the description bar below if you guys want to get information. Like we said, Bill Gates over there and the Bill and Melinda Gates literally funding the UN, the World Health Organization, CDC, the NIH, and more. That's why Trump cutting off the funding to the World Health Organization is a slap to this whole agenda. And that's why if we don't get to a point to where we can fight this or, or think that we are fighting this, and that we just give in to what these people are saying. That's why they're trying to brainwash the populace right now. If we give in to this, we won't get out. But speaking of getting out, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into the rolling out of 5G. This 5G coronavirus conspiracy theory or connection or coincidence, however you want to look at it. We're going to be getting into uh, the global mass meditation that took place last week. Oh, we were talking about the Schumann residents. Uh, 5G exposure causing coronavirus. China attempting to leverage a stockpile of medical equipment with France, forcing them to try to get Huawei 5G. We're going to be talking about the rollout of 5G and more during this time frame. On the other side, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Please wipe down. We have our 
Salutations, and welcome back. You know, the hard truth about everything that's going on right now is it's not going to slow down. You see, what we're experiencing right now is a, 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 a uptick. Things are changing at such a, such a rapid rate that if we don't uh, calm ourselves down and take the time to recognize these things, the beauty of all these things are going to pass through us. You know, just last week, and I'm telling you, and I, and, and, and I think this is why I'm 
why I'm trying to figure out how to deliver different types of shows to you guys while we're having guests on, uh, while we're getting the audience's opinion, while we're, while we're doing more, trying to figure out what's happening to us. Because we talk about this time and time again, these tools of enslavement that they gave us, how we use social media to do exactly what we're doing right now. Not sharing rain, not sharing pop tart bodied cats with 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 uh, lasers shooting their eyes, skating over uh, rainbows with AK forty sevens shooting fire out of their mouth. Yeah, no, we 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 decided to do something a little bit different with our influence over here on the internet. They 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 gave us these tools of enslavement, and we're choosing to use them as tools of enlightenment, trying to connect us together to get a a, a deeper understanding as to what's happening right now. I say it all the time, that we're experiencing such a dramatic shift, not only in consciousness, but our experience, our understanding of ourselves, you know, again, the evolution of warfare, the dimensions of humanity. We're experiencing such a shift right now that all they can do is control it for their own desired outcome. And that's why as time has gone along, the show being developed, the content we cover, the guests we have on, Things have intensified. You've already signed up for this. You've already signed up for the podcast. You've already signed up for this growth. You've already signed up to wake up. You've already signed up to change the world. The question is, how far in your trajectory are you trying to go? Are you conscious of what you're putting out? Or are you only taking in? We have to understand the days that we are in we're given more tools. We we've always been given more tools. We've, we live in abundance. The thing is, is we don't want to wield these tools. We would prefer to be children in the sight of God. Scared in the sight of change. Not embracing it. Not understanding these things. But cowering in the name of it. Cowering at the very mention. You see. And I think what I'm really trying to say is, What's happening right now? What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of energy being poured out. We've talked about it all last year. The spirit and the energy that's being put out there. I described it this year. Uh, the opposing force, the negative energy, that evil spirit that's being poured out. I described it a couple weeks ago as being the coronavirus. But just as there is an evil spirit being poured out, there is, there is wholesome indecency, righteousness that is rising to quell evil. But you see... It is the devil that controls the airwaves. It is the devil that only promotes fear, uh, destitute, being broken, not wielding your power. And that's why being in this position, we have an obligation to try to pull people up. Let them be aware of what it is that we are facing, but at the same time, let them know they always had the solution. They just weren't strong enough to believe in it consistently and make it a reality for others. That's how all this works. You know, I think, and I'll say this and get into the get into the Schumann resonance and how there was a global mass meditation just last week. I think that's crazy because I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was some meditation last week when I tried to start the episode. It took like nine tries for me to get started. I didn't know that there was a meditation taking place. When I'm talking about the Schumann resonance, how we're tied into a a, 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 a electromagnetic field around the entire planet, how we're how the how the Earth is emitting a frequency that we're all tied into, I didn't know that there was some mass meditation happening. The very set, very time frame I'm saying these things. I also didn't know that my grandfather would pass away a couple a couple uh, uh, hours later. 
essentially, peacefully in his sleep, dying happily. I didn't know these things, but it might be what I'm tied into that's working through me and allowing for me to be the vessel for the greater things to come through. I say it like this. People say it all the time. When you stare back in, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back into you. Well, I'm not staring into the abyss. I'm trying to learn God. I'm trying to figure out the truth. I'm trying to be decent. I'm trying to be righteous. I'm trying to be holy and wholesome. So I hope to God Almighty that some of that shines through me. And I guess what I'm trying to say is some of that did. And some of that is shining through you as well. Just last week, there was a global mass meditation that coincided with the spike in the Earth's geomagnetic field. It said from the 4th to the 5th of April, there was a spike in the Earth's geomagnetic field, bringing the Schumann resonance power to the highest point of 76. What is interesting to note is the spike coincided with the global mass meditation, which took place on this date. This is written by Luke Miller of True Theory. He put this up April 6th. And before I go into this, people need to understand that we are spiritual and electrical beings inside of the temple called the body. We come, when I die, I'm going home. You get me? I hope to be buried alongside my aunt and my grandfather just so my soul can reach back up to the most high and, and, and get recycled. Not reincarnated, not reincarnated. Send me home. My work will here will have been done. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there is something I'm t- I don't know why we've all we've all experienced strange synchronicities doing these types of things. But what I'm telling you, I didn't plan to talk about the human resonance this week after trying to start it last week, explaining to people that this is a real thing. We're all connected together. And when they're putting out this information about the coronavirus, this hopelessness vibe, this nihilism, this apathy, this, 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 this depression, this suicide, and all these things, guess what, man? People pick up on that. The sad truth is, it doesn't matter how hardened you are or how cool you think you are, there are parts of you that you don't have control over that you do sometimes have to let go and give over to God. But it's that part that you don't have control over, your subconscious, some people call it that, that has even more of an impact than you think. And when I'm talking about the Schumann, the Schumann resonance and, and, and me somehow synchronistically speaking on that a week before and having a week to kind of simmer on it to, to explain it even deeper, people have to understand, not only are we in a fight against AI, but this is a spiritual battle. This is why I keep trying to harp on the concept of the evolution of warfare. It may not seem like it. That's why I joked a couple weeks ago about being called a villain. It may not seem like it, but I really am trying to do something good. I am trying to put out good vibes, good intention, good energy, and all these other things. Despite all the other overwhelming adversity that we're facing, the tyranny, the, the wickedness, the vile, degenerate, nihilistic approaches, the uh, nihilistic uh, 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 entities that, that, we're, that, that we're faced with, this is war. This is how this stuff works. This is our generation. These are our trials and tribulations. This is why freedom ain't free. And why you got to fight for these things and why the evolution of warfare is very real. But I'm ranting. Let me get into this so we can continue to talk about the rollout of 5G and how they. <laughs> let me just get into this. Uh, what is the geomagnetic field? It says that the Earth's geomagnetic field surrounds a planet and extends from the Earth's core to outer space. The field comes into contact with solar winds, which are charged particles emanating from the sun. The field has a north and south pole, which differs from the geographic north and south pole and can move up to 55 kilometers a year. 
The geomagnetic field protects the Earth's atmosphere from solar activity, which could otherwise have a catastrophic effect on the Earth's ozone layer. Well, what is the Schumann resonance? Well, the Schumann resonance is the base electromagnetic frequency of the Earth. It has eight resonances, the lowest being approximately 7.83 hertz, the other frequencies being 14, 20, 26, 32, 39, and 45. just want to say this real quick before I continue on. One of the reasons I'm able to be so, sounds silly, calm and focused about all these things is because I routinely listen to ambient music. 432 hertz, I forget what the 501 hertz is, but ambient music, space music, uh, meditation music, prayer music, study music. I love lo-fi and different things like this as well. But if you can't get control of your own thoughts using these sounds and frequencies, do you own your own mind? But let me continue on. It says, uh, speaking about the human elect electromagnetic field, it says that the human body also has a magnetic field, with the heart being the strongest source in the body for the electromagnetic activity. It says, according to heart math, that the heart generates the largest electromagnetic field in the body. The electrical field, as measured in the electrocardiogram, the ECG, is about 60 times greater in the amplitude than the brain waves recorded in electro, oh geez, in an electroencephalogram. <laughs> it has been hypothesized that the Earth's geomagnetic field affects our nervous system, as shared in a 2017 study from the HeartMath Institute. We've spoken on this back whenever it was reported. Quote, all biological systems on Earth are exposed to an external and internal environment of fluctuating invisible magnetic fields of a wide range of frequencies. These fields can affect virtually every cell and circuit to a greater range or a greater or lesser degree. It says the spike happened from 4th of April to the 5th of April. And during this time, many groups, including Unify and Global Peace Meditation, held a mass meditation. The reasons from various groups, including earthly ascension, world peace, and affecting positive change caused by the coronavirus. And if you guys want to read more about that, you can do so on the actual link. I'll put it in there so you can, so you can go get information on it. But one of the reasons why I'm talking about the Schumann resonance at the start of this segment, again, is for people to understand their deep, people need to understand not only how beautiful they are, but the technocrats and the scientists thereof that understand how to manipulate you. You see. This is why meditation, prayer, and having a spiritual relationship is really, really important. You see. I won't lie to you, gang. This segment, I'm going to be paying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing basically two videos and then breaking down uh, the thoughts that they go into. Dr. Thomas Cowan, I'll briefly play for you. It's a doctor hypothesizing that the coronavirus is actually effects of 5G uh, being unleashed upon us. And then I'll play for you guys a uh, nurse a, in New York City, an intensive care unit, emergency physician Cameron Kyle, talking about how 5G could actually be altering the structure of our bodies. And so when we're talking about the rollout of 5G, we have to understand being spiritual beings in these meat bodies that we're susceptible to adverse effects, frequencies. We talked a lot about remote mind control, MKUltra, uh, psychedelics, you know, psychotropic drugs, altering your brain. The University of Zurich did a study a couple years ago of how thoughts can literally alter the structure of your brain. We talk about how ADHD medications alter your brain and so much more. 
what I'm trying to say is that because there's so much energy being output in the world right now in relationship to the coronavirus, the polarization of politics, and so much more, people are picking these things up. Their immune system is being weakened. Uh, stress is, is, is being stress is at an all-time high. Cortisol is being injected inside of people's brains. You see what I'm saying? I forget what the I forget what the stress uh, hormone is that excretes from your body whenever people do tests. But that's another reason why they're why they're coming up as false positives. These things are bad for you. These things are bad for you. We are emotional and spiritual beings, and whenever we are affected by our external environment, this affects the internal. Some and, I, and I'm trying to basically say in a weird way. Sometimes we make ourselves sick. We can we if we don't want to get better. Even when we're sick, it's going to have twice as much as an effect. But I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. Let me play for you guys this quick clip, uh, and then we'll continue on. I just wanted to start this segment off by letting people know that they are that they are spiritual beings living in a body, and that you can be manipulated. Are your thoughts your own? Do you know the difference? I'm sure because of the energy levels that are being off the chart right now, people are having a hard time sitting down. They're not sure how to redirect these energies. They're not sure how to convey these things. They're not sure how to uh, 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 cut it off, right? That th- This, again, comes back to that emotional control, that self-discipline, that self-awareness, and all these different things that have been robbed from us in our modern society. But when you add this, this, this new component, 5G, right? Frequency-based weaponry, directed energy weapons, silent weapons for quiet wars, and more, people don't think about that. People don't think that they, they themselves can manifest a disease. They don't think that, that sounds and frequencies can hurt them. They don't look at things like cymatics. You see the science of, uh, the science of sound and frequencies. This is a very real thing. Uh, but here, again, I'm ranting. Let me play for you guys a little bit of this, 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 uh, a little bit of this, and then we'll continue on. This is Dr. Thomas Cowan hypothesizing that the coronavirus may be history repeating itself and causing, and also be causing five, also might be caused by 5G. Now, I have 10 minutes. I wasn't sure I was going to get to this stage, but I can't help but say something about this whole coronavirus thing, if you want me to. So, Again, when you know Steiner, you have the answers to the test, but you have to then figure out the details. In 1918, after the huge biggest pandemic, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, Steiner was asked, what was this all about? And he said, well, viruses are simply excretions of a toxic cell. Viruses are pieces of DNA or RNA with a few other proteins. They butt out from the cell. They happen when the cell is poisoned. They are not the cause of anything. And the first way I would encourage you to think about this is if you are a famous dolphin doctor, right, and you have been studying dolphins in the Arctic Circle for hundreds of years, or at least a long time, and the dolphins were fine. And then they call you up, Fred, all the dolphins, or a lot of the dolphins are dying in the Arctic Circle. Can you come and investigate? Right? And you have one question to ask. 
So show of hands, how many of you would say, I want to investigate a dolphin to see the genetic makeup of that dolphin? Nobody, because that's stupid. How many of you would say, I want to see if this dolphin and that dolphin has a virus because it might be contagious and that's why all these dolphins are getting sick? That fellow. How many of you would say, excuse my French here, somebody put some shit in the water here? <laughs> like Exxon Valdez? Anybody? Everybody. Because that's what happened. And the cells get poisoned, they try to purify themselves by excreting debris, which we call viruses. If you, if you go to the current theory of viruses called exosomes and the latest head of the NIH giving a talk on the complexity of viruses, you will see this is perfectly in line with the current thinking on what a virus really is. I had a dramatic example of this when I was growing up. Out, right outside our house, there was a wetlands. And they were full of frogs, and the frogs kept me up at night, so I taped the windows, and they were, in the spring, it was, they made a big racket. And then over time, the frogs were all gone. How many thinks the virus, the frogs had a genetic disease? How many thinks the, vi the frogs had a virus? How many thinks somebody put DDT into the water? That's what happened. Diseases are poisoning. It's one of the reasons why vaccines, so let me skip that for a minute. So what happened in 1918? There was a huge, in every, every pandemic in the last 150 years, there was a, a quantum leap in the electrification of the earth. In 1918, late, uh, late fall of 1917, there was the introduction of radio waves around the world. Whenever you expose any biological system to a new electromagnetic field, you poison it, you kill some, and the rest go into a kind of suspended animation so that, interestingly, they live a little bit longer and sicker. And then starts in World War II with the next pandemic with the introduction of radar equipment all over the Earth, blanketing the entire Earth in radar fields. First time humans have ever been exposed to that. In 1968, there was the Hong Kong flu, and it was the first time the Earth has a protective layer in the Van Allen belt, which essentially integrates the cosmic uh, fields from the sun and the earth, from the moon and Jupiter, etc., integrates that and essentially distributes that to the living beings of the earth. And we put satellites emitting radioactive frequencies in the Van Allen belt. Within six months, we had a new viral pandemic. Why viral? Because the people are poisoned, they excrete toxins, they look like viruses. People think it's, an, it's a flu epidemic. In the 1918 the, uh, epidemic, the Boston Health Department decided to investigate the contagiousness of this. So they, believe it or not, took hundreds of people with the flu and they sucked the snot out of their nose and injected it into the healthy people who didn't have the flu. And not one time could they make the next person sick. They did this over and over again. 
and they were not able to demonstrate contagion. They even did it with horses who apparently got the Spanish flu, and they put bags over their head, and the horses sneezed in the bag, and they put the bag over the next horse, and not one horse got sick. You can read about this in a book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, who chronicles all the steps in the electrification of the earth and how within six months there was a new flu pandemic all over the world. Fascinating. Fascinating. And I'll put that link for the rest of that in the description bar below if you guys are very, very curious because that's uh, probably one of the better explanations I've heard in relationship to the coronavirus, 5G, and more. I guess I just get this like crazy image of like static engulfing the earth, like electrification of the earth, static engulfing the earth, and humans just like absorbing like the electricity, and then different viruses just like excreting from us, like somehow our body being purified by like electricity, and then just like different viruses being put out and pulled out from us, like a, di- a density type of deal. You know, and, and, it, and it makes sense because that's why they're talking about the transmission rate, how it's spreading, this, that, and the third. But, you know, you're just going to get it either way. Uh, but just to speak on that, too, to get to lead a little bit more credence and co- uh, credibility to what Dr. Thomas Cohen was talking about, uh, you know, with the 1918 Spanish flu, the introduction of the radio waves. Uh, with with uh, World War II, how they had introduced radar equipment in 1968 with the Hong Kong flu and things like that. Uh, it's a very real situation. And so I think what I'm trying to say, and I'll put this link in the description bar below, we try to briefly go over this uh, this week earlier on Instagram Live uh, with you guys, radios, or with, with frequencies, coincidences, and viruses. But I'll put the link for the article that kind of inspired that transmission and that whole angle in the description bar below because it's a very real thing. But now, with the coronavirus and the introduction of 5G, we're seeing the very same thing, the very same pattern happen. I mean, we played for you guys a couple clips a, a few weeks ago, uh, I think in Missouri or Michigan, where during the lockdown, you're seeing technicians at schools, rows of white vans being just rolled out. And then people being sick. Technicians talking about how they're having, how they're not really getting a break. They're not, they're considered essential. CenturyLink trucks being all over the place. Comcast trucks being all over the place. You see? So what's the connection with 5G? There's, there's, there's obviously something there. I think the even crazier part is the fact that people don't want to talk about it. I mean, just before coming onto the air, we put up an article about how uh, there is a connection between the coronavirus and 5G. As much as the BBC <laughs> doesn't want you to think about it and doesn't want people to report on it, thank God we're powered by our exclusive members and various other uh, uh, other things. We can report on these types of things. But regardless of how people feel, there is a, co- a connection. It shouldn't be underestimated. This is, we put this up just before coming onto the air. Uh, this is by Zero Hedge, April 9th. Public fears, anger over 5G coronavirus conspiracy theories shouldn't be underestimated. Just last week, there was a lot of people running around uh, burning down 5G masts because people were saying that this is, this is, this is it. Let me read a little bit of this and I'll play for you guys that next clip. 
of a of, of of Cameron Kyle talking about how 5G could actually be lowering our immune system and more. Uh, but let me get into this. This is a conspiracy theory linking 5G to the coronavirus is spread like wildfire. In fact, so many people believe this theory that over the weekend, numerous 5G-based transmission systems were burned down in Britain amid claims aired on social media that the technology contributes to the spread of COVID-19. There are now floods of posts on Facebook claiming the coronavirus outbreak was caused by 5G, the fifth generation of mobile internet. Many of the claims center on the idea that the virus originated in Wuhan because the Chinese city has deployed 5G networks last year in October. The attention that these discussions are getting are, according to the Jeffries analysis or analysts, a cause for concern as they could lead to a possible drag on its rollout in democratic countries. Jeffries analyst or analyst Edison Lee wrote in a note yesterday that while most will laugh at scientifically unproven claim, public worry over potentially adverse health impacts of 5G due to the radiation shouldn't be underestimated. He added that, quote, Public fears, even if not based in fact, could pressure governments to stall the rollout on the, of the technology. And in fact, he knows that, that two cantons in Switzerland have already decided to hold referendums on 5G. So is there any truth that 5G is causing the coronavirus to spread? And where did this idea originate from? Wired Magazine traced the conspiracy theory linking 5G with the coronavirus to a Belgian newspaper interview with Dr. Chris Van Kirchenkoop. Kirk Coven. Huh. The newspaper headline read, 5G is life-threatening and no one knows it. A tweet showing the newspaper article could still be found at the, at the original article, although the article has been reportedly deleted from the newspaper's website. It says, ValueWalk.com's Michelle Jones reports that in the interview, Van Kirkenhoven not only claimed that 5G technology was dangerous, but also said that it could be linked to coronavirus. At the time of the article, COVID-19 wasn't yet a global pandemic. Almost all of those who had been infected were in Wuhan, China. The article triggered the conspiracy theory linking 5G to the coronavirus noted that since 2019, many 5G cell towers had been constructed around Wuhan. The writer then considered whether the virus and 5G could be related. Quote, I have not done a fact check, he wrote, but it may be a link with current events. And the seed was planted. According to The Guardian, some suggest that the coronavirus is real, but 5G is making it worse. Others have, others have claimed that the symptoms so many people have come down with are actually caused by 5G towers rather than the coronavirus. Others say that the pandemic isn't even real. Instead, the pandemic is supposedly designed to cover up the installation of 5G towers. As the MindUnleashed.com's Derek Bros notes, having extensively researched the potential damage, the potential dangers posed by the unprecedented rollout of this fifth generation of wireless technology across the world, while concerns have been steadily gaining steam over the last year, but over the last month, I have noticed a trend in the 5G awareness community, where someone sees a piece of information that fits their bias and pre- or preconceived notions and accepts the information as truth without doing any research. These individuals then proceed to spread the news to anyone else who will listen. And just like that, blogs, articles, and videos filled with misstatements and half-truths quickly go viral. And so I'm not saying that there's not a connection with 5G. I'm saying that 5G, we already know, uh, it damages your cells. It's ionizing. We're not sure if it's alpha, beta, delta, or what, or gamma. But it's ionizing radiation, it's directed energy weaponry, it's able to mess with your DNA, it breaks the bonds of your, of your DNA and so much more. So it lowering your immune system 
when we have a virus present, a pandemic taking place, I could see how people would make the connection. Now, this next clip I'm going to play for you guys comes from somebody that basically can explain this a little bit better than me. This is, as I said before, uh, the ICU emergency physician or the ICU emergency physician Cameron Kyle Sadell talking about 5G exposure. Now, I'm not saying the 5G is causing the coronavirus. I said it earlier this week that I think it's potentiating the effects of the coronavirus because we've been talking about building your immune system and so much more. I'm not saying it's the cause. I'm saying it's a factor that shouldn't be overlooked. And again, why are 5G towers being put up while we're being locked down? Just simple things to think about. We'll play a little bit of this clip uh, and then we'll continue on from there. This is Dr. Cameron Kyle Seidel, ER critical care doctor from New York City. Nine days ago, I opened an intensive care unit to care for the sickest COVID positive patients in the city. In these nine days, I have seen things I have never seen before. In treating these patients, I have witnessed medical phenomenon that just don't make sense in the context of treating a disease that is supposed to be a viral pneumonia. Nine days ago, I presumed I was opening an intensive care unit to treat patients with a virus causing a pneumonia that was ravaging lungs across the world, starting out as something mild, a cough, a sore throat, and progressively increasing in severity until ultimately ending in something called acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS. This is the paradigm that every hospital in the country is working under. This is the disease, ARDS, that every hospital is preparing to treat. And this is the disease, ARDS, for which in the next two to six weeks, 100,000 Americans might be put on a ventilator. And yet, everything I've seen in the last nine days, all the things that just don't make sense, the patients I'm seeing in front of me, the lungs I'm trying to improve, have led me to believe that COVID-19 is not this disease and that we are operating under a medical paradigm that is untrue. In short, I believe we are treating the wrong disease, and I fear that this misguided treatment will lead to a tremendous amount of harm to a great number of people in a very short time. As New York City appears to be about 10 days ahead of the country, I feel compelled to get this information out. COVID-19 lung disease, as far as I can see, is not a pneumonia and should not be treated as one. Rather, it appears as if some kind of viral, it appears as some kind of viral-induced disease, most resembling high-altitude sickness. It is as if tens of thousands of my fellow New Yorkers are on a plane at 30,000 feet and the cabin pressure is slowly being let out. These patients are slowly being starved of oxygen. I have seen patients dependent on oxygen take off their oxygen and quickly progress through a state of anxiety and emotional distress and eventually get blue in the face. And while they look like patients absolutely on the brink of death, they do not look like patients dying of pneumonia. I have never been a mountain climber, and I do not know the conditions at base camp below the highest peaks in the world, uh, but I suspect that the patients I'm seeing in front of me uh, look most like as if a person was dropped off on the top of Mount Everest without time to acclimate. Uh, I don't know the final answer of this disease, but I'm quite sure that a ventilator is not it. Uh, that is not to say that we don't need ventilators. We absolutely need them. Uh, they are the only way at this time that we are able to give a little more oxygen to patients who need it. Uh, but when we treat people with ARDS, uh, we typically use ventilators uh, to treat what's called respiratory failure. Uh, that is, uh, we use the ventilator to do the work that the patient's muscles can no longer do because they're too tired to do it. These patients' muscles work fine. 
I fear that we are I fear that if we are using a false paradigm to treat a new disease, uh, that the method that we program the ventilator, one based on a notion of respiratory failure as opposed to oxygen failure, that this method, and there are a great many number of methods we can use with the ventilator, but this method being widely adopted at this very moment in every hospital in the country, which aims to increase pressure on the lungs in order to open them up, is actually doing more harm than good, and that the pressure we are providing that we are providing to lungs, we may be providing to lungs that cannot stand it, that cannot take it, and that the ARDS that we are seeing, that the whole world is seeing, may be nothing more than lung injury caused by the ventilator. Now, wow. I don't know the final answer to this disease. Wow. I'll put that uh, link in the description bar below if you guys want to finish watching the rest of it, because that's powerful. You know, and I've actually, we've actually talked about that, how the respirators could be potentially causing the disease, you know? Uh, but guys, this is, there's, there's so much stuff to hit on right there. Uh, good, good God. People need to understand that what we're dealing with is a failure in our a failure in our system for sure. Uh, but the fact that we're having top down decisions literally destroy lives to where people don't, where they don't think for themselves like it's, it's just it's just crazy to see these types of things so like you said or like like you like like Cameron Kyle said they're potentially treating the wrong disease and so when you're treating the wrong disease people are dying left and right you're not listening to how other people are solving this you're 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 out of luck this is a very very sketchy situation and just to see this to see people react like this is just sad it's just crazy uh it's almost it, it, draconian is one way to put it. But uh, I wanted to read this in the previous segment. It's got nothing to do with 5G, but I think it kind of is, exemplifies uh, what's actually going on. I won't read a whole lot of it because I want to stick to the 5G angle, battling AI and so much more. Well, I'll read this article and then we'll get into China leveraging medical supplies with France. So they take their 5G. But more people died of suicide last week in Tennessee than COVID-19. You had more people die of suicide than basically oxygen deprivation last week. Yes, the virus is a real thing. People are contracting it. There's talks of people potentially losing 40% of their lung functionality after contracting it. But you have more people dying of suicide, killing themselves, not, not thinking, oh, well, I'm not gonna pass this virus. I'm not gonna be able to get a job. You know, this is the end, end all, be all. You have more people dying of suicide than COVID-19. And Trump talked about this. He said there's going to be more deaths from shutting this country down, trying to do all of whatever it is that's being done right now, than the actual virus. That's why I keep trying to explain the, 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 the social contagion aspect, the, the psychosis the psychosis that's developing because of all this. Let me, let me read a little bit of this, and then I'll get back into the 5G aspect. We put this up April 7th. It's from, Max, it's from uh, SHTF plan by Max Slavo. It says, as we previously warned, this pandemic will bankrupt and kill more people from suicide than the virus will. When you sacrifice people's livelihoods, you create a difficult situation of desperation for many who will see no other way out. We're about to have a mental health crisis during an, economic, during an economic depression that will be tough to live through. The virus is no, long, is no longer the problem. The government's reaction has been the problem, and even some politicians have figured it out. Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs revealed in a weekly update that our, situ, that our solution to this pandemic has not been a good one. 
Quote, thus far, our reaction to COVID-19 has been to sacrifice a global, has been to sacrifice the global economy, said Jacobs. Quote, the truth is, a sick economy produces sick people. Most people don't want to hear the truth. Unfortunately, and the longer state governments insist on businesses being closed and the economy shut down to combat what's looking like a fairly insignificant virus for the most of the population, the aftermath will worsen. Each day that drags on will make the next few years more difficult. Quote, last year, our medical examiner performed autopsies for 199 confirmed or suspected suicides from across the region, with 83 of those coming from Knox County. Over the past 48 hours, that office has now examined nine suspected suicides, eight of which are from Knox County alone. For Knox County, that's almost 10% of last year's total in the number in the past two days alone. We've said it before, and it needs to be said again. We should no longer be prepared for a pandemic, but social unrest violence and economic depression the longer the economy is shut down the horrific the more the horrific future social unrest will be jacobs is questioning the tyrannical measures and authoritarian power grabs by politicians as should we all as should we all what we're seeing right now is just so naked and so disturbing that people are literally <laughs> we're all literally caught off guard by this this is disorienting you see. But speaking of power grabs and authoritarian measures, think about how deceptive, how calculated, how cruel, how how sophisticated this is right here. It says China is attempting to leverage a stockpile of medical equipment to get other countries to use Yahweh 5G. So you remember how at the start of this we covered it. And I remember being like caught off guard. I'm not sure if it came from Zero Hedge or Business Insider, but I remember reading an article on the show about how President Xi Jinping said that this virus will be good for our economy. And I couldn't help but think right then and there that of course this is going to be good for you because that's how these Satanists and these Luciferians think. These technocrats, they think order Abkeo, cause the virus, provide the solution. And guess what? Now, because we're getting through the virus, people need medical supplies. They need equipment. They need protocols and treatment. And guess who can provide that to them? China. But before I continue on reading this article, let me read this headline from the Epoch Times. It comes from Nicole Howe. She put this up April 6th. It says, the Chinese regime hoards global inventory of medical supplies, leading to a growing shortage outside of China. So, uh, I'll say this and I'll read a little bit of this, 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 this article because you get what it means. The, cra the crazy part is, is I remember from reading an article over there on Summit.News, there was a video of a lady from China that was here in America using what I would think is, I, I don't know what the, the Chinese equivalent of Instagram is, but she was going around to different hardware stores, paint stores, uh, medical supply stores, I think in Florida before the order had gone out that you can't bulk buy stuff and she films herself saying look I'm doing my part to hurt Americans and the whole thing is is just doing clip after clip of going to different stores buying out all their medical supplies buying the masks she's got a red truck and a little trailer attached to it she's got her kid with her too and she's just going to different stores all throughout her area before stores recognize that there was an order sent down that you can't mass buy things hoard these things She's buying all these supplies and each time saying, I'm defeating, I'm doing my part, ha ha, to hurt America. Look, I'm sweating 
They don't know that the order just went in. Oh, ha, ha, ha. It, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. But this is the directive that's going out there. Hoard the supplies, sell it back to them. Let me get back into this. Uh, we put this up April 6th. It comes from The Blaze. It's by Aaron Colin. It says, China, the country where the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19 originated, has been providing personal protective equipment to other countries that have been hurt by the pandemic. Sometimes, however, that offer of assistance comes with a catch. Yeah, like how just, just last week, how they sent out contaminated test kits to the U.K., it was like contaminated with the coronavirus. It's like, you've, I'm serious. You've got to think about the sophistication of China, dude. And we've, we, that's why you have the, I think it's either the UK or Australia saying that there will be a reckoning when we get to the bottom of this because how China is handling this is atrocious. That's why I played for you guys the clip just last segment of the Japanese uh, vice, the Japanese deputy prime minister saying that the World Health Organization needs to be rebranded as, as the Chinese health organization because they are complicit in covering this up. What China is doing is the equivalent of declarations of war. Of, of, of starting shit, basically. <laughs> and they they're, they're, they will be held accountable. But continuing on, it says Republican Representative Mark Green of Tennessee uh, said on Fox News on Sunday that when France asked for some medical masks, China attempted to leverage that need to get France to use its Yahweh 5G network. Quote, in France, we were told yesterday on a call on a conference call. The French President Emmanuel Macron was talking to Chinese President Xi Jinping, and Macron asked for a billion masks. And Xi said, quote, we'll give them to you if you implement 5G with Yahweh. <laughs> Green said, quote, that's how China is, and it's time the world wake up and recognize it. China leads the world in the area of 5G technology and would like to expand the dominance by establishing its networks in other countries. Using Yahweh networks uh, carries significant national security risks, however, said Attorney General William Barr. Uh, quote, if China establishes sole dominance over 5G, it will be able to dominate the opportunities arising from a stunning range of emerging technologies that will be dependent on and interwoven with the 5G platform. Barr said, according to the Daily Wire, quote, from a national security standpoint, if the industrial Internet becomes dependent on the Chinese technology, China would have the ability to shut countries off from technology and equipment upon which their consumers and industry depend. The power of the, the, power of the United States has today to use economic sanctions would pale by comparisons to the unprecedented economic leverage we would be surrendering into the hands of China. Some hospitals in the U.S. are facing shortages of personal protective equipment and ventilators, and some of that need is being met by China. USA Today, who wrote an article about your boy over here, reported that in February, before the coronavirus crisis exploded in the U.S., exports of personal protective equipment and ventilators to China increased dramatically. And we've actually been reporting on that, how China's manufacturing our drugs, how China's got way too much control over us. We talked about it just last week. Senator Tom Cotton introduced a bill saying we need to get away from our dependency upon China. We need to start making our own things again. What a crazy concept that we would make our own drugs, that we would make our own equipment. Like, and I think that this is a really good exercise of, of, of looking at nationalism versus globalism, which will eventually transform into regionalism. You see, where we begin to develop our own masks, where we begin to develop our own drugs. Hopefully we can get some subsidies for people to start uh, being incentivized, to start farming, start caring about these things. We reported on a couple a couple years ago 
maybe even last year, uh, how much land other countries have bought here in America and how they're using that land, our land, our fertile green land to export foods and vegetables all over the place. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Sticking to still the same uh, 5G rollout theory here. Staying on that. We'll get to geopolitics later. Think about that. Understanding that people have a need, having that need, and then again, trying to leverage the deal to get them on their side. You got to think, China's already in Africa. We reported on that as well. They, 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 they gave them billions of dollars, air quotes, no strings attached. China's going for a different world domination model. They're using technology and science, the technocracy to do so. You got to realize Apple moving over to China gives them such a huge power boost these days that we've, we've, all we've really got these days to fight that or to rival it is, 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 is FedBook and small parts of Google. Think about how, and, and, we, and we're talking about the technocracy in so many different ways as well. We don't want 5G here in America, but people have to understand 5G, 6G, 7G, the Internet of Things and more, that's the future. So we've got to figure out a way to have to have this advancement in technology, but not be killed by the damn thing that's supposed to be trying to empower us, you see. I don't want to make a shameless plug, but this is why we've linked up with GitLams, the people that, are provide, that, that have come up with anti-radiation-proof Wi-Fi shielding clothing. We've got to figure out how to live in this, this, this world. So whether it's boosting your immune system or fighting off 5G, we're going to try to figure out solutions because we've got to start exposing all this stuff. But again, think about it. They're telling you that they're rolling out 5G during this crisis and that you shouldn't pay attention to it. That's the crazy double think that's being employed right now. Right here, British media outlets warned not to promote false 5G coronavirus theories. This is put up by Nima Harris over there at News Punch. We put this up April 3rd, just last week. And it basically talks about how media outlets in the UK have been warned that they will face sanctions if they give airtime to false coronavirus health advice. The warning comes after a Sussex radio station was given a severe warning for broadcasting baseless conspiracy theories connecting the pandemic to the rollout of 5G. Ofcom, the government-approved media watchdog, ordered the station to broadcast an apology and warned other media outlets that it would be stepping up its monitoring. Yeah, so think about that. What, what, what we've talked about briefly with you guys, 5G lowering your immune system, ionizing radiation, destroying your DNA and things like that, you know, that's got nothing to do with coronavirus. Wuhan potentially uh, having 5, 6G activating their own version of 5G in, 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 in October. They could have more uh, intense effects of it. Just, just, just really think about what's going on here and how these people are trying to basically uh, pull a wool over your eyes, hoping to God you don't see what's going on. That's why it's a cover-up. It's a rollout and a cover-up. Here's the virus, but don't worry about that. Okay, That's why we play for you. Uh, uh, that's why we play Dr. Thomas Cohen talking about the electrification of the planet and why I think for some strange reason we're excreting this disease. Yes, it's man-made, and there's another component to it, which is why they want to push these vaccines on us. You see. But right here, I want to read this little... This, uh, I, want, I want to read this article real quick to you guys because we're talking about the 5G cover-up and how it's tied into uh, the coronavirus and more. Former Vodafone boss turned pastor says that the 5g dangers that cause flu symptoms is quote the largest cover-up in history this is actually fact-checked 
If you guys go to the page, you might miss it because they might have intentionally tried to hide it. We put this up April 2nd. It's by Tim Brown over there at Sons of Liberty Media. And it says a video that has been circulating in which a man who used to work for Vodafone and another cellular service years ago has become a pastor and is now in Africa. And it's stating that the flu-like symptoms that people are experiencing around the globe, whether it be coronavirus or more, which they are telling us is a virus, but is actually cell poisoning. That is, direct, that is a direct result of a global rollout of 5G technology and is manifesting itself as a virus. I just think that's very crazy because the cell poisoning is exactly what Dr. Thomas Cohen was talking about. How it's the excretion of a toxic cell and it happens whenever your cell is poisoned. So the symptoms that we are experiencing could potentially be the dangers of 5G. Is this why they're telling you to stay inside so you don't experience adverse effects? Who knows? The lead lining's not on your walls, is it? Let me get let me get back into this. It says that the pastor, who says he was the head of the largest business unit at Vodafone, expressed what 5G does, and though it was classified just below a military grade weapon, there is no doubt that it has been used as such a as such a weapon before. The invisible enemy that President Trump is speaking about isn't so invisible. It's going up in your cities, in your neighborhoods, while you are locked down. It's happening everywhere. As I'm getting confirmation across the ocean in the UK that it's happening on the streets and in the schools. With that said, it has also come out that President Trump's 2017 regarding Kavafi may just be tied to 5G. While he was ridiculed, causing media pundits to wonder if he was mentally stable, Sivine is claiming that they just may have the answer. Since arriving on scene and now being the microwave I want it now generation, 5G is being welcomed with open arms to give us faster internet capabilities. This technology boasts considerable increased data speed, leaving 3G and 4G in the past. 5G's high-frequency radio waves, the millimeter waves, would present itself to all of our smart devices with faster downloads, etc. On the horizon with 5G are self-driving cars, drone footage, robotic surgeries, etc. The Internet of Things. Geospatial Intelligence. Many studies have taken place on how electromagnetic radiation may affect the environment. It concluded, this radiation could indeed pose a potential risk to bird and insect orientation and plant health. Then, strange videos appeared about dozens of birds dying in the UK and also in the Netherlands. Mainstream media quickly debunked these concerns as conspiracy, saying that 5G was not being tested there at the time. The reporters said that the birds most likely died from pesticides. It says, we may never know. Test results in regards to human complications with 5G have yet to be determined. Now I'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys want to know more because it is a very, very lengthy article explaining these things. It's the reason why it was fact-checked. <laughs> but people have to understand, they're not going to tell you that they're killing you. That's why they have to cover up with a cover story. That's why we've, we've been given these tools. That's why I started this segment out talking about the global mass meditation that took place and how humans can emit another frequency in relationship to this, how we're tied into these things. We're all connected. But what these people have done in their opportune time as they use this with their sophistication to hijack it, to manipulate this frequency, this change that we're supposed to be undergoing just so they can have their own desired outfit, their own desired outcome. Well, guess what, gang? We're going to be talking about that desired outcome on the other side. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, that's right, because we're only doing two segments now, right? We're not doing four segments. Holy crap, we're only doing two. 
when we come back, we're going to be talking about the global citizen, the anti-God, anti-human, pro-Earth agenda, the post-human era. We're going to be talking about the Big Three Networks airing a one-world global citizen program. Henry Kissinger saying that the U.S. must join a global program to uphold the new world, the new liberal order. We're going to be talking about civil unrest, the U.N. demanding sovereign nations hand over 10% of the Earth's income. We're going to be talking about the global citizen, the new world order, the technocracy, and all of these other crazy things and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back right after this.
Welcome back. That's right. You know, I really try to remind people that you're not a coward. You're you're not you 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 ain't here to listen to a whole bunch of nonsense. You're here to get answers. You didn't come to this bookstore looking for daisies. Only daisies I'm going to show you is the ones that I'm going to put on your grave. You keep this up. I'm not here to teach you how to be a chicken neck coward. I'm here to teach you to stand up for yourself. Fight back. Know that it's going to get darker before it get, it's going to get dark just before the dawn. It's going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. You got to want it to get better. You got to want that better tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, I think people really need to understand that what we're facing is 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 more than again just flesh and blood. It's more than these. It's more than just ideologies. Soul is more than soulless people. You know, Cyrus Parsa. He's been doing uh, rounds around the internet. We were supposed to get him on a couple weeks ago uh, with Lori Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network and the Global Watchman News. We were supposed to do an interview with Cyrus Parsa, the individual uh, suing FedBook. Twitter, Google, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and others for literally endangering humanity because of what they're doing. They know that people are at a weird, soulless point right now. You got Elon Musk, like you got, and I want to ask you guys this question next week over in the stories. You know, what are you going to take? Elon Musk's brain chip, a brain chip or, 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 or uh, Bill Gates' vaccine? These people know what they're doing. The ancients have talked about it. How, how there's how there's there's our realm, what we can see, the spectrum, the world that we're living in. Right. The things that are going on in the seen realm and then there's the unseen realm. And then there's the energy that that, that powers that unseen realm. We spent a, a, a few years <laughs> down that rabbit hole looking at things like Project Stargate, Project Centerland, Project Sun Street, Project Grill Flame, uh, Project MK Often. The CIA and the government working with psychics, occultists, magicians, and more. There are dark, there there are forces at work here that people really don't want to understand or comprehend because they thought that stuff was only in fairy tales and movies and stuff like that. They could they can't comprehend the reality that is being forced upon them right now. This is why I talk so much about the evolution of warfare. This is what, this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. We are not in Kansas anymore. You got to turn up. In the right way. Christians call it getting yoked for Christ. Getting equally yoked on God. I just call it being fired up. Because people need to understand that what we're facing right now is an... It, it, I remember talking about this. It's a primordial evil. A prehistoric evil that feels like it has the right to rule us. These are people that worship the darkness. The darkness before God said, let there be light. They feel as if they were there. They, this is the world that they worship, that chaos truly is the, the natural state of order. These people, these Fabian socialists, these Luciferians, these Satanists, these people who live in deception and trickery, they feel as though they have the right to rule over us. And this is their time right now. Look at how deceived people are. Look at the wizard known as Bill Gates. Look at how he can just whip together all of his, 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 his puppets, his toy soldiers. Look at the wizardry that's taking place, the delusion that we're under. How could we not recognize that we were up against an ancient primordial evil? How could you not see that we are in a fight 
not only for humanity, but for the very soul and nature thereof. And if anything, that should fire you up. That should make you think, God, I thank you, God. I'm in alive in historic times. You talked about this. You had entire generations and civilizations and peoples before me, but for some strange reason, you gave me life in this time period. I don't understand it. I can only hope to understand your will during these trying times, for sure. I can only hope. Good Lord, you, you, you gave us life in an interesting time. But that's what people need to understand, is that what we're up against is older than myself. It's older than a lot of things. And we're all living in the present moment together. It's what we do to get through this present moment to realize that this is only the temporary moment and that this is infinite and that we all will persevere. But you've got to understand there are people that are counting on our destruction that pray for it. We talk about uh, the Machiavellian approach, you know, you know, how the rights of the many outweigh the rights, the rights of the few. What about the Malthusian approach? You know, letting plagues wipe out poor people kind of like a you know like a spartan approach where if there's any birth defects on that baby throw it off of the cliff you see you've got to think about the world that's being created and how we're living right now in such crazy and prophetic times that all we really can do is rebel against such obvious tyranny that is rooted in deception trickery and evil and how righteousness it's basically the only thing I can think is the equivalent to resistance. <laughs> Do not go along with this. There is no law that can give you freedom. And with that being said, let's start this segment. We're going to be talking about the creation of the global citizen. How to be a good slave. <laughs> but before, before that, before I, I, I get into that, I'll read you guys real quick. Uh, because you, you know I have my 365-day devotional. I'm not reading about the mark of the beast, though I should have. Uh, but what I want to read you guys real quick is just this insert from my 365-day devotional. It's not today, it's a, but it's April 8th. It says, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It says, speak, no evil of, speak evil of no man. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. That comes from Titus chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And this next part is uh, the entry written by the author. It says that Satan knows our names and calls us by our sin. God knows our sin and calls us by our name. A blessed difference. The point, it's not about what we've, have been called it is what we it is what we answer to the counts those names we were called through seething teeth do not define who we are unless we let them according to titus we must speak evil of no one after all he told those church those church members that they could once legitimately be called sinners disobedient but living by their own desires quote hating one another but now we like they have been adopted into the kingdom family and are now called children of God. That name voids and erases all the other epitaphs ever maliciously hurled our way, past or present. 
but that is only part of the process. We must ask ourselves to forgive us for our our wrongdoings as well. The next time you hear the enemy inviting you to look at your past failures and sins, listen to God saying to you, quote, look at my son. For, quote, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, and that has made all the difference. And a little, little prayer it has down here to send us on our way. It says, Dear Lord God, thank you for your grace that made me through the washing of the regeneration and new creation. I want to live today in a way that glorifies only you, my creator and father. In God's name, I pray. Amen. We may not do that every segment, but it's something I felt like it was appropriate. I wanted to lead this segment in talking about the only, the only sad part is, is I'm going to play for you guys real quick a video clip of snitch culture. And last week, I told you guys I couldn't even find myself to talk about the growing snitch culture in America because of how cowardly and un-American it is. And after reading that beautiful testament in the 365-day devotional, I understand what it is. I say it's snitch culture because I'm aggressive and I want to fight these things back. I'm trying to rebel against it. I understand what it is. It's fear. It's fear. It's cowardice for sure, but it's, 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 it's mainly fear-based and something that should be vehemently rejected and shunned. But you see, that's what happens when all you do is promote fear, 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 fear. You're only going to get more fear. You won't get love, you won't get courage, you won't get strength, you won't get understanding, and you won't get compassion. You'll just get more fear. The same way they say rage begots more rage. Fear begets more fear. And people are only snitching on people because they want to feel safe. They'll feel safe once they get all those other dissenters out of the way. They'll feel safe once they get all the other uh, lawbreakers away. No. That's not a law. No, that's just a culture. And it's something that has to be rejected. Let me play for you guys this quick clip while we're talking about the global citizen. Right here, Democratic Mayor Eric Garcetti warns residents to tattle on businesses that don't obey the safer at home order. This is last week. Because just last week, I played for you guys uh, Quarantine Karen. You know, the, the, the neighbor that thought it was appropriate to call the cops on children for violating the safer at home order. Now in new uh, in Los Angeles, you have snitches getting rewards being paid to rat on other people. We put this up April 3rd. It's by the, it's by uh, David Urbanski over there at the blaze. And I'll read a little bit of this and I'll play the clip for you guys. It says on the heels of his promise to shut off power and water for non-essential businesses that refuse to close amid California's coronavirus safer at home order. Democratic Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti encouraged residents to report such businesses to authorities. KCBS TV reported. And then he goes on to say how, you know, that old expression about stitches getting stitches. He didn't say that part. That old expression about snitches. Well, in this case, they get rewards playing on people's obvious fears instead of reassuring them.
we need to make sure that everybody continues to let us know where those folks are. If you've observed recurring violations of the Safer at Home order, please continue to let us know at coronavirus.lacity.org slash business violation. You know the old expression about snitches. Get well, stitches. in this case, snitches get stitches. rewards. We want to thank you for turning folks in and making sure we are all safe. Oh, man. It says Garcetti said that business ambassadors have visited 500... 540, 540 non businesses as of Tuesday afternoon, and 140 of, 144 of them were visited by Los Angeles police officers to ensure compliance with the order, KCBS said. Four businesses have been referred to the city's attorney's office for misdemeanor filings. The station added, casualties of war. People have to really, because the same thing happened out here in New Mexico. They... they 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 extended the quarantine till the end of the month, and just the other day, I'm talking about how people are opening up taco shops, opening up uh, uh, coffee shops, trying to get back into the, the groove of things. Restaurants wanting to open back up, kids playing again, but that that order came down top down from the governor. Crickets. You've got to fight back. You've got to have some level of or, again organized civil disobedience so you can flex those freedoms. You, you, you can't just go along with this. But I digress. How does that tie into the global, the global citizen mindset? How, how uh, by governors doing this, all it does is incentivize and inspire other, other states to do the same. Other states to say, hey, yes, go ahead and begin ratting on your neighbor. Let's endorse this culture. You didn't see China endorse this culture, or maybe they did, I don't know. It's just it's 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 just crazy to think about. It's just crazy to see that this is the world now. They have access to the same type of information. They're seeing the same type of statistics and the same type of projections and doing the same type of analysis. Why are these things happening? Why is this lockdown being enforced? Because the whole world is going through this. The crone, the the, the crown virus, the coronavirus. This is designed to radically shift everything we've ever known. This is the socioeconomic and the socio-political reformation. That's why this hits every single agenda from climate change to the surveillance state to the cashless society to, 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 to all of it. And I think it's just crazy seeing this all develop at such a rapid pace. But here, uh, speaking more about the lockdown mentality, the, the effects of this and more, uh, and we knew this was going to happen, but right here, burglaries, th- thefts up more than 75% in major cities amid the coronavirus lockdown. This is written by Patriot Rising. They put this up April 7th. It says burglaries and thefts have been spiking in major cities across America as police have been told to curtail enforcement activities during the coronavirus lockdown and prisons across the country let low-level offenders out early to prevent outbreaks in overcrowded facilities. In Seattle, and if you guys go read the article, it just goes through listing all kinds of different places that are already experiencing, you know, thefts, looting. It's only a matter of time until we see rioting and civil unrest. That's why we've got to get the country back on. If people aren't working, they're destroying stuff. You know, this is, this is, we're a sick society. That's the sad truth. But it says in Seattle, Burglary cases in the city's West Precinct were up 87% over the preceding 28 days, according to the Seattle PD's internal criminal internal internal crime database, which includes downtown Seattle. 
Uh, the spike coincided with a country, with a county policy prohibiting most misdemeanor jail bookings. Quote, this is a number we're going to work very hard to reverse in the coming weeks. SPD spokesperson Sergeant Sean Whitcomb told the Jason Rant Show on KTTH. In New York City's burglaries of commercial establishments are up 75% between March 12th, when a state of, state of emergency was declared by Mayor Bill de Blasio, and March 31st, 254 burglaries of businesses were recorded versus 145 of the same period last year, according to the Wall Street Journal. Just last week, mass thieves made off with $1.3 million in jewelry from, from a Bronx jewelry store by entering an adjacent business, drilling a hole in the wall, and entering through a closet, like this is casino, also contributing to the spike in crime in New York's new no-bail law, which went into effect January 1st. The new law prohibits pretrial detention for, mi- for most misdemeanors, as well as most certain nonviolent uh, felonies. In Houston, burglaries have risen nearly 20%, while aggravated assaults have spiked by 19%. Domestic violence incidents have risen 6%, uh, and the increases come as Harris County readies a list of nonviolent inmates for release amid the pandemic. And then it just goes on in San Francisco and uh, in Chicago. Just, it, just, it just keeps listing it, keeps listing the increasing chaos that's ensuing while this whole lockdown is going down. So how does this tie into the, to the global citizen? Well, because what we're seeing right now is the introductory, the introduction into how to be a good slave, how to listen to the government, get your shot, stay at home, and wait for your next programming order. Don't try to figure out how to survive. We will tell you how to survive. And if you, and if you listen to us, you'll get your, you'll get your credits. Your, your social credit score is going to go right through the roof. Your mark of the beast number, you know, it's going to be A-OK. <laughs> Crazy. You know, I, I, and I know we're just in the beginning phases here in America of this virus, but if we don't try to act like we're going to get through this, we never will. Uh, but while we already have violent thefts, domestic violence, violent assaults, burglaries, things like that happening in Wuhan, they're already lifting the ban for outside travel. 75 days later, uh, they're beginning to lift the travel ban. So people are leaving Wuhan finally. I'm not, and who knows, maybe this is why they locked all those people in their apartments and houses for, for that extended period of time so that they wouldn't have rioting, looting, and more. But think about the mental health epidemic that's going to come from this. But uh, just to jump back, over here to America, with the burglaries, the thefts, the violence, all these different types of things and more, how would America try to, try to squash that? <laughs> well, other than talking smack, I think the easiest way to say it is to just shoot you straight. Over here in America, we're deciding to fight back against the, 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 the coronavirus because we think that the virus sleeps at night. We're fighting against the coronavirus by enforcing draconian measures. Right here, states use purge sirens, fines, and arrests to force people to comply with the stay-at-home orders. That's right. They're using the archetypal siren from the purge to let you know what time it is. They're, they're, they're locking you in your houses, and they're releasing criminals. And the, the crazy part is, is I have a homie that got basically locked up a couple weeks ago for violating probation somehow, hanging out with stupid idiots, friends that weren't me. 
he got went in, he he got put in the jail, and well, because he's not a not he's he's a nonviolent offender, he's right back out. You know, but here, let me play for you guys this clip, and then we'll continue on. We put this up April seventh. It's from Activist Post, and this is a report that comes from KATC three. Matt Siren, known by many from the movie The Purge, was not received well by some living in Crowley. Chris Volte spoke to the chief on his decision to sound the siren as a part of the city's curfew. Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard says he's never seen the purge, but he knows the sound to be an old military siren. Since the alert Thursday night, the department has received mixed messages about their curfew warning to residents. Ty Abshire was caught off guard when he heard the purge siren echoing through the streets of Crowley around 9 o'clock Thursday night. It was just crazy. I knew they had the curfew, but nobody was expecting to hear that kind of siren. Police Chief Jimmy Broussard says his intent was never to scare anyone. As we ex- <laughs> I don't think it's so much scares everyone else. I think uh, it just excites something a little bit different into us. But uh, let me get into this article that says, Historically speaking, it is hard for Americans to see how their liberties have been taken away. With the COVID-19 pandemic spreading across the country, hopefully that will no longer be the case. In Crowley, Louisiana, police are using the, quote, purge sirens to warn people to stay indoors during the COVID-19 pandemic. In an effort to alert residents to the parish-wide curfew in, in Acadia Parish, Crowley police rode around town broadcasting an alarm signal at 9 o'clock last night. But it's not what anyone expected. In a video posted to KATC, the audible alarm from Crowley Police is actually the alarm sound from the successful film franchise, The Purge. <laughs> it just—it basically goes on to tell people that we didn't—we didn't mean to scare you like that, uh, but we just wanted you to know that you need to be indoors. They say we didn't mean to scare you like that, but we're also glad that it had the desired effect. But what's what's my whole reason behind pointing that out? Monkey see, monkey do type deal that you can say one thing but clearly mean another. What I'm really trying to say is look at what's going on. They're locking you inside your house, releasing prisoners, and telling, hey, some prisoners, if you want to earn some time off your sentence or you want to earn a couple extra bucks while you're serving your sentence, you can go dig mass graves in, in, in New York. They're telling you that the purge is here, that this is the great cleansing. The Great Awakening, as, as, as QAnon folk call it, the, 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 the culling, humanity going through some transitional period to where everybody won't be there with us. But think about this real quick. While you're locked indoors, they got criminals essentially patrolling the street. Think about this. You're, you're, you're forced to download the propaganda. You're forced to observe. You can't escape. They're force feeding you this information. So basically what I'm trying to say is while you're locked inside of your home, you have the big three networks to air a one world global citizen coronavirus benefit concert. The live aid of cringe. That's right. You have Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert all coming together to perform essentially a benefit concert to say, hey, be a good slave. Stay at home. You got Lady Gaga. uh, I think Billie Eilish and a few other people. Right. 
coming together too to do the same thing, having a benefit concert to promote that one world citizen. Hey, stay at home. Hashtag stay at home. Stay in together. We're in this together, right? Let's stay home. Let's all practice social distancing. Let's all get programmed and be on the same level. And just like that, because we're facing a global pandemic, we now have a global government, a global problem where we can all get through this together. Let me read some of these other slides. They're actually tweets (laughs) by other people uh, in relation to the coronavirus benefit concert. People basically talking smack about not wanting to actually deal with this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read some of these tweets and then I'll get into the article. Uh, this is said by Brian Stelter. Oh, 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 looks like a pedophile. He put this up April 6th. It says, just announced, CBS, ABC, NBC networks are coming together to air a One World Together at Home conference Saturday, April 18th. Jimmy, uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon will co-host. It'll be on and broadcasted on more than a dozen Cable channels, YouTube, radio, etc. Super excited. Yay. And this guy over here says, what kind of globalist nightmare is this? Big three networks all airing the exact same content to promote the quote one world. They are using this disease to rebuild the world. If we don't have a counter vision to promote, to promote just as relentlessly, our movement dies. Our movement dies. And I, I couldn't agree a thousand percent more. I've been saying this the whole time. The climate changers are going to come out of this thinking we need to do more lockdowns, more shutdowns. You've already got Pope Francis saying this is a good thing. This is Earth trying to tell us to stop. We need to figure out how to have a pro-human renaissance-based response to this. We can't just go along with this. <laughs> just, just, let, let, let me read this article so I can continue on. Uh, It says, NGO Global Citizen has teamed up with CBS, ABC, and NBC to broadcast a, quote, One World Together at Home concert that will air on more than a dozen cable channels as well as radio and YouTube later this month. The concert is set to take place on Saturday, April 18th, and will feature performances from numerous big-ticket artists with all the proceeds going to the global or to the World Health Organization. How interesting is that? We figure out that Bill Gates has, you know, all this money going to the World Health Organization. You got Trump cutting off money from the World Health Organization. They're like, hey, guess what? We need money from the World Health Organization. (laughs) Here come the puppets. (laughs) Continuing on, it says, according to CNN's Brian Stelter, the event will be hosted by Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. Quote, as, as we honor and support the heroic efforts of community health workers, One World Together at Home aims to serve as a source of unity and encouragement in the global fight to end COVID-19 through music, environment, or music, entertainment, and impact. The global live cast will celebrate those who risk their own health to safeguard everyone else's. Global Citizen CEO Hugh Evans said in a statement, CNN reports that performers will include... Alanis Morissetti, Andrea Borcelli, Billie Eilish, Billy Joe Strong of Green Day, Ooh, Burna Boy, Chris Martin, Eddie Vedder, Elton John, Jay Balvin, John Legend, Casey McGraves, and Keith Urban. 
the fact that the money raised is all going to the World Health Organization may raise eyebrows given that the World Health Organization has repeatedly amplified Chinese fake news about the COVID-19 crisis, such as the claim made in January 14th that there was no human-to-human transmission of the disease. The World Health Organization also ordered countries over and over again not to impose border controls early on that could have helped prevent the spread of the virus in order to stop the stigmatization of Chinese people. Respondents to what some are calling the live aid of cringe were not overly enthusiastic. (laughs) And I read to you what uh, John Miller wrote about how these were how this is a globalist nightmare and so on. But you get the deal. People understand that this is a calculated event to achieve the one world government. I mean, shucks, just last, or just I think it's either last week or the week before last, you had uh, one of the former prime ministers say that we need a temporary world government. We need one. We need a temporary world government in order to fight this. A temporary world government. Yeah. To tackle the to tackle the coronavirus crisis. And now this week, you've got a Jimmy Kimmel, Billy Eilish, a Keith Urban, and John Legend, and Stephen Colbert, and all these other people promoting the One World at Home concert. Yeah, right here. This is this is this was last week. A global government. British form, former prime minister calls for a temporary world government to tackle the coronavirus. Minister Gordon Brown last week just said it. We need a temporary world order to fix this. It's the only way. We've got to fix this. A, a world government, global government, global citizens, you know, one world together. Everybody stay at home. Don't you go outside. We'll turn the purge sirens on you. <laughs> a world government a global tax the world health organization needs you to stay at home and send them money how did i think it's crazy you know we talk smack about how churches do that right with kenneth copeland and all these other televangelists who say don't come to my church but send me your money what the frick is the world health organization doing with this concert this this oh my bad this benefit concert but now this week You've got Henry Kissinger saying that the U.S. must join a global program to uphold the new liberal world order after the coronavirus. Let me read this article. It's written by Baxter Dimitri. They put this up April 8th. It comes from your newswire. And it says the United States must join a, quote, global program that will usher in a new liberal world order after the coronavirus lockdown ends. According to Henry Kissinger, who warns the world could be, quote, set on fire. If this does not happen, Kissinger, 96, a former secretary of state and national security advisor and a key front man for a powerful movement and aiming to impose what he and other globalists refer to as a new world order, recently outlined some of the establishment's concerns. The Wall Street Journal published Kissinger's response to the coronavirus crisis Friday, April 6th. Kissinger stated that, quote, the world will never be the same after the coronavirus and that the United States government will have, to sustain, will have to sustain the public trust. The Nobel Prize-winning foreign policy advisor instructed the U.S. to uphold, quote, the principles of the liberal world order, saying that prosperity depends on global trade and movement of people. 
The founding legend of modern government is a walled city protected by powerful rulers, sometimes despotic, other times benevolent, yet always strong enough to protect the people from an external enemy, Kissinger wrote. Quote, Enlightenment thinkers reframe this concept, arguing that the purpose of legitimate state is to provide for the fundamental needs of the people, security, order, economic well-being, and justice. He continued, quote, the pandemic has prompted an anarchism, a revival of the walled city in an age when prosperity depends on a global trade and movement of people. Kissinger believes that the world's democracies need to defend and sustain their enlightenment values. Kissinger warned that failure either to conquer the coronavirus or to build the post-coronavirus world order might lead to global catastrophe. The historic challenges for leaders is to manage the crisis while building the future, he concluded. Failure could be could set the world on fire. Former British former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown has also called on world leaders to create a new order by forming a temporary global government to tackle the medical and economic crises caused by the COVID nineteen pandemic. We're talking about the creation of Agenda twenty thirty. We're talking about the Agenda twenty one, Agenda twenty fifty. We're talking about the global government, we're talking about the new world order, we're talking about the technocracy, we're talking about so many different things. So much. So much because deep down people inherently know what they're seeing right now is that they're seeing that push. We're seeing them try to change everything. And we're being told by Jimmy Kimmel and Billy Eilish and Keith Urban and John Legend. <laughs> We're, we're being told to shut up, sit down, take your vaccines, get in the back of the car, put these handcuffs on, and await to get your mark. Right here, UN demands sovereign nations hand over 10% of their entire planet's annual income in a fund for the COVID-19 response. When I tell you that we're seeing the socioeconomic reformation, the socio-political reformation, this paradigm shift... Uh, I don't want to say the post-industrial world, but the fourth industrial revolution. This is it. There's, there's so many different things happening, and that's why it's happening faster and faster and faster and faster. And each day, it just gets more and more intense. That's why I told you last week there's a whole financial aspect to this that I can't even comprehend. Just today, they're telling me that another 6.6 million, or six, uh, well, I think, yeah, 6.6 .6 million or billion, I'm not sure, I think it's a billion. I think it's 6.6 .6 billion. Or 6.6 .6 million. I'm going to say 6.6 .6 million. 6.6 .6 million people, an additional 6.6 .6 million filed for unemployment. Because just last week, it was another 6.6. .6, and the week before that, it was three. Three million. So this is where we're at. People don't got jobs. People can't work. This is like the, 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 the things are crumbling, but they can't crumble for so long. And I talked about that this week with, uh, with one of our guests, how a lot of these people are burners, burners in the sense of like the burning man, Silicon Valley style burners. They want to burn humanity and like the ash, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. They feel like they can burn this current version of humanity and bring forth the new one, burn this version of the world order so they can bring forth the new one, the global citizen, the new world order. And this coronavirus acts as the perfect 
trigger event. Let me read this article. Uh, we put this up April 3rd. It comes from News Punch. It's by Baxter Dimitri. It says, the United Nations is demanding sovereign nations pay the equivalent of at least 10% of the annual income of the entire planet to a new fund announced by Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez that would hold approximately $8.7 trillion U.S. dollars and an unprecedented amount of money that would be, t- wow, listen to this. It would be 2,900 times greater than the U.N.'s annual budget. 10% from every sovereign nation. And, I, and we talked about this. Antonio Gutierrez talking about, hey, we don't got no money. They said that back in October. We're running out of it. I, I keep getting it mixed up. The U.N. versus like the, the World Health Organization. I keep getting it mixed up. But either way, we're cutting funding from both of them. Continuing on, it says U.N. Secretary General Gutierrez announced the creation of the fund for addressing the global coronavirus pandemic, described as a massive, human-centered, innovative, and coordinated stimulus package, which would effectively create a new world superpower with a global agency, presumably the U.N. itself, in charge of propping up the economies of sovereign nations during the crisis. Although Gutierrez doesn't state it explicitly, he seems to be connecting the new fund, which he calls a dedicated COVID-19 response and recovery fund, with the massive stimulus package plan, announcing both measures in the same press release. LifeSite News reports, Gutierrez also wants $100 billion U.S. billion for, for the World Health Organization, whose president has been blamed for helping to cause the coronavirus pandemic by repeating in January the Chinese government's false claim that COVID-19 is not transmissible to humans. He also wants the same organization to build an, quote, interconnected global health emergency system for data, workforce, and supplies. Gutierrez says that the money would be channeled, quote, not only to business sector, and lead firms, but to the workers and SME, SMEs worlds, worldwide that underpin the global economy. It is not enough to project major businesses or to, or to protect major businesses. We need to protect their suppliers and the global consumer demand, the household income that will usher the global economy back to life, writes Gutierrez in his report called Shared Responsibility, Global Solidarity, responding to the socioeconomic impacts of the COVID-19. And before I continue on, just think about literally what we're talking to you guys about here. Like, <laughs> I just, I think, I just think it's crazy. I'm casually talking about, you know, prophetic stuff, the creation of global government, like the mark of the beast. You know, a a a, a global government like a beast with ten heads, and then the, the it's just. Let me see. You know what? Because we got time, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Bible verse, uh, global government. Let's just look it up because I want to read it. And I just, uh, I just, I just think it's crazy. You know, (laughs) it is just so crazy right here. Romans chapter 13 verses one through two. Let everyone be subject to the governing authority. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Romans 13 actually saying. Uh, be obedient to government, which we have a hard time doing over here. Um, but let me read this one from Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through eight, 18, where it talks about uh, the beast. And this is, this is, I think, the best way for me to end it. I was going to end it talking about how 
coronavirus fears has people running to retreats and survival retreats, right? Trying to run away. But I think talking about Revelation chapter 13 would be a little bit more intriguing to really paint the picture as to why this isn't just business as usual. The World Health Organization, the United Nations, all these different things happening. Bill Gates basically being at the center of everything. I didn't even, I couldn't even bring myself to talk about Jared Kushner and Bill Gates basically both promoting uh, mandatory vaccinations and the creation of the mark of the beast. I couldn't do it. Maybe I'll do it next week. I'm dealing with this aspect of the prophecy first, but uh, this is revelation. It says, and I stood upon the the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns, seven nations, 10 countries, and upon his crown, 10 crowns, and upon his head, the name of blasphemy. Just the blaspheming God doing everything anti-God Then the beast, which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the feet as a mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. China gives the United Nations the technocracy, gives them the social credit score system, gives them the code keys from 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 Apple, Google and more the dragon China. The beast. Just, just, just think about this. Think about how prophecy works. Think about how, how, how this was written thousands of years ago, and we're just now experiencing it. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and the deadly, and his deadly wound was healed. And after the world wandered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, "Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him?" And then. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme in his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Like I told you before, people so deceived that they feel like by killing believers, they're doing society and the world a whole. Think about just how crazy the times would be for this to have to be real. Continuing on. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to over, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And that the dwell and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain for the, from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and here is the faith of the saints. I and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake like a dragon and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth go with, he, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that with, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, by means by the means of those miracles which he had the powers to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that the dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast which had been wounded by the sword and did live, and he did. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. 
if you don't worship the image, if you don't worship Elon Musk's godhead, the AI that's, that, 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 that takes over everything, then you're a non-believer. You need to be killed. And he causeth all, both great, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that he had the mark, or in that, or in the name of the beast, or in the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Authoritarian Anointments rolling out 5G and the Global Citizen. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know. As always, we go over a lot of different things. But again, it's to give you that deep, comprehensive, wide-spectrum analysis of what's going on. Remember, we're a solutionary. So check the, check the episode article for all the cures, all the holistic approaches, the solutions we went out and found for you guys that we covered in this show and more. Go to the episode article. Look at the very bottom of it. We provide it for you, good people. We're going to start talking about pathways forward. That's how we get through this. That's how. Last thing, I want to say thank you for keeping me employed during these crazy times. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. So again, thank you for keeping me employed. We'll keep doing the work. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. there.